As you know, Robbie's shining moment this year was when he set a school record for cursing in an eighth grade English class. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> You're familiar with this word, Mrs. Weaver. Yes, I am. And I've spoken to the principal. Asshole. About... As in someone who tells a woman that he'll call and never does. Asshole, as in someone who uses honesty to get a woman into bed with him, but is actually full of shit like the rest of them? Oh, this is not about Robbie. Uh-uh. Asshole, as in someone who allows a woman to go downtown for 45 minutes because he's nervous. Ew. All right, all right, Ew. all right, all right. You know what? You know what? No. Here's the deal. She's an alcoholic. Oh, well, that's, I'm sorry. I'm, that's, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, my God. Emily, Emily, wait. Leave me alone, Cal. I'm sober five years, asshole. And welcome, 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 welcome. Hey, you girl. Welcome. <laughs> the podcast that does i think what it says on the tin we're that perfect mix of sexy and cute all in one it's best film ever my name is ian i'm liam and i'm georgia hey and happy valentine's day out there everybody yeah <laughs> yeah fuck that <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I thought those two things married up really well at the grand yeah. of <laughs> it did, it did. <laughs> do you know what though i heard that song and that just made me think of the wedding singer Oh, then it made me think of Modern Family because they oh, they okay. must they must whore that song out to anybody who's like up for it. Yeah, they must do because yeah, they totally. It's a great episode of uh, Modern Family actually, where um, <laughs> the mom, um, oh, what's her name, Claire, she's always bad at gift giving, so she uh, she invites the, the the former bass player from Spando, Bat Ballet, to come oh, by okay. and, and play yeah. live. Yep. In, in the thing, the only problem is her husband Phil. It was never their song. She's got it confused with a different relationship, so he's trying to fake his way through it. But the bass player isn't the real bass player; it's a fictionalized bass player oh, played okay. by Edward Norton. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, it's it's the weirdest cameo. It's the weirdest guest spot. Because isn't Gary Kemp the bass player? I have no. I, Spandau Ballet did not cross the pond, but what a great tune! Yeah, that is a great great. I tune. think that tune might have crossed the pond. Yeah, it's a it, 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 it's a heck of a tune. To be fair, no one really knows the melody. All we know is ah, ha, ha, ah, ah. Oh, Gary Kemp was the piano player. Oh, there you go. How embarrassed you must feel. <laughs> As we look on that, uh, welcome, welcome on to episode number 213, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, what a film. How have I not seen this? Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Um, last week we did the Lego movie and we did a see it or skip it. Liam and I are continuing our, our travel through the best picture nominees We are the with the holdovers. So why not go ahead and give any one of those a uh, listen, see if the Lego movie was right and everything, including the holdovers is awesome. Yeah. Let's see about that. So I'll tell you who I appreciate. I've hold overed. <laughs> Were you trying the, to do whole, uh, like a whole lot? I was, no, I was gonna be like over, but like hold because the past tense of holdover is is is, is held over, isn't it? Yeah. But that's our uh, our Patreon backers for another week. We want to thank 
Juline. All right. Hermes. I hear you. James Guzman. Come on. Kirsty. Yeah, boy. Lena Oberholzer. Who are you there? And Davies. Yay. Chris Peterson. Oh, yeah. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. I hear you. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. Alrighty. Reverend Bruce. Yes. Nate the Great. <laughs> Brilliant. Andy Dixon. Woohoo. Alrighty. Holly Callen. Hey, Holly. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Our resident curmudgeon. Richard. The cool cat himself. Ryan Kukat. Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. The shy guy, shy burger friend. Shy guy, shy guy. Stu from the Stu World Order podcast. Hey, buddy. And Norfolk Domus. Alrighty. There we are. If you want to know how, you can keep the lights on here at Studio of Awesomeness and keep that sweet, sweet BFE content coming from the microphone to your ears two times a week. Please consider joining the Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. That's less than four bucks American and about five dollars Canadian. Other currencies are available. Woo. Yeah. How's everybody week on? <laughs> oh, <it's true. laughs> I forgot. I was just doing some general, like, let's just get you guys to say something while I, while I switch the board up. And forgetting that, really that uh, yeah, George has had a bit, of, we've had a bit of a therapy session before the mics went on. Yeah. I'm doing what a lot of people do on Valentine's Day if they're sad and lonely, which is sit and eat ice cream. You're eating away your feelings with I ice cream. I am, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I have Ben and Jerry's fish food, um, and it's very nice. That's fish with pH. Yes. Yes. Nice. There we are. So. I prefer, I'm not very big fan of these um, ice creams that, uh, over in overriched you wouldn't um, want this one then no i kind of like maybe, maybe it's my cancel house kidness coming out in me i don't know but i quite <laughs> like the, the vanilla ice cream <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm very uh whereas i went backwards because we never had this when we were younger so like now that i can just go and buy myself it i'm like all about it I, oh, I for some reason watched a youtube video i think it was a oh company man i love company man but he was breaking down why hagen does and, and ben and jerry's is so successful Right, and they're considered super premium ice creams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's because the fat content is so high mm-hmm. in the cream they use. Oh, okay. So what you're probably used to that typical like grocery store level kind of ice cream, <laughs> yeah. which is probably what I was used to as well. It's, it's it's more water than cream, and so it is like but this. I like that. But, well, yeah, because because it's the taste of your childhood, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had super premium ice cream until I moved to this country. Well, it, you could not afford that back home. No, oh, do you know? But we did have a great mid level called Chapman's ice cream. Oh, yeah. Which the National Distribution Center was literally a, a four minute drive from my house. So, uh, well, there we are. So then. yeah. So our region was pretty well stocked. And like, I, w- I went to high school with the heir to Chapman's Ice Cream Fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like I'm going to go to university and be a scientist. I'm like, you're, you're, you're going to run the factory. You are. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he's doing right now. So yeah. Well, there we are. Um, oh, I, it's early in the uh, in the show, but let's go ahead and throw to. Reflections and corrections. There's a mistake. I think I think you remember last week I was left with age game responsibilities. He was, yeah, 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 a tie, as I recall. It was a tie, yeah, or was it? <gasps> oh, because you both got one right. Yeah. yeah. If you remember, Liam got one exactly right. Oh, that means Liam wins. So Liam wins uh, with a one and a half point to one point win. So there we go. Uh, there I was we listening back and went, oh, no one else caught it. I didn't catch keep, it, no. Keeping myself honest on this yeah. one. Can, I, can I help keep you honest as well? well yeah. 
How many milliliters in are a standard pop bottle in the UK? <laughs> so uh, we were having this conversation. I figured if if I was right, it wouldn't make air, and if it was wrong, it definitely would make air. So, <laughs> you can guess which one this is. It's like I never remember when we did, measured the uh, the teacup size or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's another one of those moments. It is a moment. Uh, Georgia was going off to get some ice cream to eat her feelings away. Yep. And the- I would like to just point out. It isn't a breakup. I'm no. still as single as ever. <laughs> You're safe, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, it's that, um, but she said, our local shop here in the village has a minimum spend if you want to use uh, Apple Pay or your card or mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So Georgia was like, I need to go above the, the, the five pound threshold. And I said, yeah, just get me one of those sort of bottles of pop. Not like a giant two-liter bottle of pop, but just like that. There's a can and the next size up. Yeah, the standard one. And I said, you know, a 600 mil. Size. George went 500 mils. And I went, well, 591. And she went, you're thinking Canadian sizes. I'm like, no. <laughs> and she came back with a 500 mil bottle of pop. But it's not like brand name super. It's Levi Roots Jamaican Sunset. Yeah, which is a brand name. But also, what else it's, did it, I do? It's, it's not a, it's a, let, let me tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to eliminate it. I'm just telling it for a fact. So, the, okay, you can say it's a brand name. It's not like... It's not owned by Coca-Cola It's or not Pepsi. like an international no, brand name. Pepsi, or if it is, that. it's not something that people are going to be familiar with in North America. How about that? They might know the sources more than the drinks. Oh, yeah, that's the source, isn't it? Yeah. Huh? Levi Roots makes like sauces as well. Like, yeah, is that right? Yeah. Well, I think like it's that. sources. I'm like, what is it cited? It's references on the back here or something? <laughs> um, it's from the Jamaican spring well, or what's the source? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are a sourcey boy. So I was like, okay, yeah, but these aren't official. And then Georgia brought up a video where of she had every like, single every bottle. bottle, and she like a panning shot across. Good cinematography for Georgia. All things considered, <laughs> I had lined up the yeah. bottles so that you could, and they see. all said 500 mils. So you know, props to her in this country. You're getting hosed. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting hosed. hosed, man. I think Canada they started at 500 mil, and then as a promotion, they said now you get 100 milliliters mil- 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 more to try and like sell more. We have some like that sometimes, and that, but I think they stayed that size. Uh, as like that, that became the new. It's like pop cans used to be 280 mils, and then they jumped to 355 in Canada. Well, you know, whereas here we're at 330. 330. Yeah, you can you, occasionally you know, get Pep, sorry, Pepsi right. Max that is on offer is like 20 percent more. Yeah, um, but that's just just that's where you get a 600 mil bottle, but. That's it. You know those cans of Monster, those energy drinks? Yeah, the 473s. Right? They feel like they're huge, right? Yeah. When I went to San Francisco, a mate of mine bought one, but that was like that was like a pint of something. Oh, geez, Do you know what dude, I mean? I was like, yeah. how the hell? Why? Yeah. Why would you make it that Did big? Did you ever go into 7-Eleven and see how big the soft drinks are, the fountain drinks? No, no. You get like 1.4 liters in a cup. I really <sighs> want to do that. <laughs> oh, it is fantastic. Like, especially, I want to go Jeez. do that with the slushies as well. Like, oh, that's one of my the biggest things I want to do. As I bought myself a slush puppy. You have. You you drink. Um, you need some crushed ice for that. Right. <laughs> Should have been here earlier in the week. I was defrosting the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some more reflections. And corrections. And corrections. <laughs> uh, let's give a uh, our first reflection, I guess, comes from uh, Hermes. Uh, if there was only a word to describe Hermes, you might say... <laughs> Turns out uh, he says uh, he's he's okay with his newly earned crown. <laughs> so there we go. Also, uh, to all people who think like all English people are like Harry Potter people or like the Queen's English, no, that is far more accurate. That's far that more. is yeah. what <laughs> British people as a whole sound like. 
Um, You're one of us when we start calling you that. Andy Dixon, um, he's hiding out there somewhere. He, he, he was kind enough to write it and give me a compliment. Oh. Yeah, he did. Aww. He said, I'm halfway through and I need to say that Ian's Scottish, brackets Irish, <laughs> accent would make Mel Gibson blush. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to interpret on, that. that no, that <laughs> No, it really is. A- that is 600 milliliters of, of, of compliment out of my way. That's funny. Uh, he oh, says, he's also, very tactful, isn't he? He says, also, Ian thinking Legoland was just people looking at Lego. <laughs> yeah. He said that was funny, too. Um, careful, I've already assigned someone the the old, uh, you know... <laughs> you know, I can throw it your way, too. It's pile on Ian, jeez. Um... Kara, Queen of the Gifts, says, listen to the pod. I hate love actually, too. Hashtag, I'm with Georgia. Ooh. Someone's got to be. <laughs> Single. Josh G. from Next Favorite Movie said, Georgia, try some kangaroo. I'd like to. I always tell people it's the best steak I ever had. The quality of the meat in your part of the country is uh, suspect, I, 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 I figure. Uh, then we've got... Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith says this episode is comedy gold. Hashtag I am not a uh, hashtag Taylor Swift song pun bingo. Hashtag Liam guessing actors previous films. Hashtag don't be mean to Megan or Georgia. Yay. Says I need to add hashtag Megan master building comedy gold. <laughs> if that's not a shirt, I don't know what is. Yeah, absolutely. On that note. No, I'm not going to pause on that. I'm not going to bring that up yet. Let's do some, let's do some general shout outs. James E. Cornette fan says the BFE, unlike The Rock, doesn't have an ego, just delivers the goods consistently like Cody Rhodes. So there we go. Yeah. Um, he also (laughs) played on my, on my, um, hint for last week's, uh, movie, which was, uh, some gifts of, of The Miz. And quoted his uh, theme song, which was I Came to Play. And he says, I came to play with little Danish building blocks. And the <laughs> gift just says, awesome. So good job. Uh, shout out to Bigger Movie Pod. Shout out to Kev from the pod that wouldn't die for the love. Uh, man, one of our most highly contested GIF of the weeks. This one was uh, Batman, if you recall. Yeah, Batman. Oh, let's go ahead and unpack this one. Uh, Strongfield. Dirk did an animated Batman being kissed by Catwoman with the hashtag Liam Hart's Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> That's cool. Now, because Dirk's about as good with technology as you are, I, I figure. Right. The minute you put a heart in it, it ends up being a hashtag. Oh. So technically, it just was Liam. That was a hashtag. <laughs> and then afterwards, it just says Hart's Michelle Pfeiffer, not as a hashtag. Okay. And also, play the player. Play the player. Oh, Come on here. I like it. It wasn't even a real Michelle Pfeiffer. It's just a cartoon. Oh, okay. But go. still, the, the thought was there. Well, I think George will appreciate the next one, which was Cheesy did Abed from Community yeah, pulling Chevy Ch- Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I just watched that recently. I like lateral thinking. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when we were listening to our best Batman, somehow Abed didn't come up. But Abed's <laughs> on my list. Yeah, but I just watched that recently with him doing that. Yeah, it's great. How cool was that? That was, was funny. Great. He's brilliant at interpreting other people, isn't he, in that program? Yes, he is. Because he's, he, it's like he's the character who knows he's in a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. Uh, Hermes did old man Batman's Michael Keaton, but I guess from the flash, I guess so. Yeah. Saying you want to get nuts. Let's uh, get yeah, nuts. Yeah, 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 Does yeah. he say that? In the, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I think he's trying to go. Ian doesn't like Michael Keaton that much. I dig that. <laughs> I dig that. <laughs> he's going damn. Yeah. 
and then um, I got one from it was called the scuttlebutt podcast but i think the scuttlebutt burner account might be a better way to put it <laughs> so it's just this animated batman saying life doesn't give you seat belts yeah i don't care that um russell the posty did lego batman winking mm-hmm. uh georgia <laughs> holy musical batman going boop getting, getting booped by alfred yep kara oh. queen of the gif did adam west's batman running around with a bomb yeah that's quite good ethan did toddler batman and whatever the opposite of a win is can we get minus one wins to ethan (laughs) this gif of someone like like precociously trying to be batman is like everything that i see ethan as in general so can we just remove a win oh minus one wins (laughs) so everybody else can tie with zero who doesn't play but ethan's still below them with minus one wins that's That's what i want and then he defended this crappy gif all week long (laughs) jeez hang on i didn't know we could do this ourselves can we we can join in can we yeah Yeah, you'll have to find where twitter is on your phone again to do it oh man that confused me uh well well, someone else did it so there we go because it's an x now uh andy did a holy fatness batman uh i think that's an old adam west one itself but josh g had adam west as batman but in a simpsons episode oh yeah he but did it's do clearly that. drawn as his batman yeah he did do that saying luckily i brought my carousel reversal spray and then that would make um crusty the clown the joker uh, he's being led away yeah, in handcuffs yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna do something very unusual Ooh. i'm giving out three wins this week <gasps> That never happens. Win number one. <clears throat> Josh G for the Adam West as Batman in a Simpsons episode. Yes, yeah, good cool. one. That is a good one. Number two, cheesy for Abed as Batman in, in community. That is funny. It's just lateral thinking. I don't yeah. really want to see regular Batman. I want to see something clever done with it. Yeah. And then... I don't know what game he's playing anymore, but the last one's going to Hermes for old man Batman. You want Hermes, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know what I'm saying? It was good. I was like, jeez. It's like the one line that he does in the first one that I really like. It's brilliant. Maybe yeah. he's just actually inviting you to go and get some nuts in a bar. Who knows? Maybe he is. Knows, yeah. Maybe he's poking the bear. <laughs> Sometimes the bear pokes you. He's definitely poking the bear. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so if you want to play in our Gift of the Week game, just wait till the end of the episode, listen for this week's random word, and then tweet your entry to us on Twitter. Look for the thread over at Best Film Ever Pod. So there we are. I didn't mention that Hermes just decided to spam the thread. Spam everyone. <laughs> spam everyone who's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's like a toddler just making a lot of noise. <laughs> I enjoyed fighting. And you got to go, what's the right amount of attention to give them? I also learned some members of the BFE are better at a trash talk through gifts than others. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Georgia, you were like in my second. You were one of my three wins until the Josh G came in out of the blue. Oh. Because I was like, this is a really strong week. It is a funny gift. It was a funny gift. Wow. So there we go. And I like people going sort of alternate viewpoints of Batman. So I was and then I used other gifts from that musical to, <laughs> to spam back at Hermes. <laughs> Something I did mean to put on here, I, I obviously haven't done it, was uh, I did throw out a, a little question there inspired by, I think it was Carlo? Might have been someone else. Could have been, been Stu. Um, name a, a sequel that's better than the original. Oh, easy. With with a gif right shrek 2 and so someone did shrek 2 and i went good entry that's a a good choice someone did terminator 2 i also went good entry yeah what was mine oh geez some would say um godfather 2 but i've not seen that i can't remember what mine was was mine shrek 2 
Well, they might no, I remember you. seeing it. It was a film I didn't know, though. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, see if you can do that. Um, but I will say this. Felicity. Hey, Felicity. Tweeted the Lego movie, too. Oh, that's cool. I can't comment on that. I haven't seen it. No, I've not seen it. But Carol Queen <laughs> of the Gift had the nerve to say Sister Act 2. <laughs> In what world is Sister Act 2? It's like saying, you know what's better? Jurassic Park, The Lost World. <laughs> the you Jeff Goldblum one with the girl on the uneven bars. Better movie. I've not seen Lego Movie 2, and I've not seen... Oh, I know what I said. I said Spider-Man 2, didn't I? Yeah. Dark Ark. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man 2. He's he's a good villain. Spider-Man 2 is infinitely better than Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Infinitely better. I look forward to doing it one day here on the pod. So there we go. Cool. Uh, Why don't give us a review, Apple or Spotify? I hear five is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Indeed it is. Checking in with the morning report. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Go for it. Super Bowl tonight. Super Bowl! So I got a chili ready to... The deep fryer and the uh, crock pot are both ready to go. Do you know what? I had no idea the Super Bowl was on until yesterday. No, I messaged you and went Super Bowl plans? Because it's like up on me. Like I knew somewhere in my head I knew, but I hadn't really given it. I'm like, can I get Fritos this late? And once I found out I could get Fritos, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see what people are doing. <laughs> well, the thing is, if I'd have realized, I have a, a San Francisco 49ers jacket. I could have uh, worn that. Oh, you could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just trying to find it. Yeah, none, of us, <laughs> none of us footballed up today. Not yeah. at all. What is a frito, please? A frito is a corn chip. So imagine a really thick, really oily uh, Dorito. Okay. Like really thick, though. And it's got a bit of a curve to it. Ooh. You'll see it. Okay. Typically, I you get them. Even skip it. Typically, <laughs> I get them because I, uh, uh, I I do my chili. Yeah. And then you put cheese on top, and then yeah. you put a layer of Fritos in there, so you get oh. this hot, soupy, thick, meaty kind of chili well, thing. Salivating already with the cheese kind of melting into it, but then it balances out against the crunch and the salt and the oil of the Frito. So it's called Frito pie for short. I'm not sure about the melty cheese, but I like the idea of the. The chili in you're, the... You're like melted cheese on chili. Who are you? <laughs> Hang on, the pod's going to take a minute. <laughs> Pepperoni on... Pe- I like pepper... I, I, I the cheese and the sauce and the base thing idea. What's you putting like cured meat on this? That sounds gross. <laughs> I have a funny it's thing about, about melted cheese. Are you really? I'm, I'm okay you with... You really, really like it on pizza, don't you? Pizza, toast... I'm a bit, a bit struggle a bit more on other things. I can eat it, but yeah. I struggle a bit more on other things. So, what are things that people melt cheese on that you're against? Oh. Cauliflower cheese. Yeah, I like that. I, I'll eat it, but I prefer the cauliflower more than the cheese. Wow. Yeah. You might be the only you're the exception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cauliflower cheese next time, I'll just, I'll just sort of scrape all the cheese off of the plate. You can have the cauliflower. Hey, hey I'm still learning. I actually, <laughs> kind of grew up. I like the taste of Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and all that stuff now. So oh, right. I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, me too. As a kid, hated them. So did I, there so is did a reason I. to that, though, as well. Though they are, they are genetically don't taste as strong as they used to. Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah, yeah. They've been bred to like not taste as strong as. Oh, they maybe there's something oh, in that. Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, I love broccoli. Same with white. That's why you only get long, straight, thing orange carrots now, because carrots used to be white and purple and all sorts of different, like, uh? shapes and sizes. So, and I'm it, not sure I could eat a purple carrot. Yeah, there, right? It's called heritage carrots. You used to yeah. get them in posh places sometimes. That's true. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. So, um, do, do you have a story about the whole, like, carrots being good for your eyes? Yes. It's an advertising campaign, isn't it? Yeah, but do, 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 do you know where that comes from? No. Okay, it's total BS. 
Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Carrots can't make you see better than the bus. So what happened was it's World War II. Yeah. Right? And the British pilots, sorry, those are the, the British uh, ar- army has figured out. They've got the, the code device thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and the they're deciphering the enigma machine. And they're like deciphering all of the codes. But you can't go out there to say, well, how, you know, why are you doing so well? Oh, we've got the enigma machine and we figured out the codes. Uh, so we have to give a reason why the pilots are spotting all these things. So as a propaganda misdirect, they put out some fake news saying our pilots are eating lots of carrots. And as we all know, carrots are good for your eyesight. And as because the British public, you can't tell them it's fake news either. Right. Yeah. Because it just takes one person to go tell someone else and it's over. So sort of after the war happens, we never correct people. No, and now globally, you're told eat carrots. They're good for your eyes. Yes. Yeah. Well, do you know another thing, though? Right. During the war, that was the only thing um, that carrots were not. um uh, rationed. rationed yeah. So you can have as many carrots you want. They used to have carrots on a stick. They used to freeze carrots. All these different things you could do with carrots. That's why they went to that for the excuse. Because oh they were my so god! Available. That has blown yeah. my mind. Because I, mean, I knew that as a kid. Vitamins in them will yeah. not detract from your eyesight, but they don't help no, you better in the dark. No, 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 no. Like, there's no actual. But I believe that as a child. <laughs> it's good for you to eat carrots. Don't get me wrong. So the fact they carried that on like four years on. Oh, uh, that's, that's nice. And it's just permeated into this sort of like Mandela effect, everybody. That's funny. But at least, but at least with that, we, we know where the source happened. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. most Mandela effect things are like, yeah, why yeah. do people believe? We don't know, but we all seem to believe the same thing. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. things like that, though. The fact that humans are just like so willing to believe things if it's perpetuated enough. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's incredibly dangerous because, I mean, look at America. But like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for 40% of our downloads, by the way, guys. Not all of you, but like the fact that someone like Donald Trump is able to get into presidency because he can spout well, hang on. he listen. might even do so now you saw rocky one you saw rocky two here comes rocky three yeah because it's going to be him and biden again yeah <laughs> you want to get nuts yeah <laughs> let's get nuts the world's crazy enough guys um let's do so there you go so super bowl tonight super bowl so uh adverts are always fun i think we should keep a running tally of our favorite favorite adverts you know, i've yeah. never i've never watched it with adverts oh, have you not no oh, okay so who's the so liam's gonna be here george's gonna be here meg said she might stop by who's the um halftime singer not taylor swift it's not taylor swift oh i think it's like a combination of some peeps i love taylor swift yeah oh she'll probably be there though she's oh she's flying on a plane she's flying probably flying getting, getting ready to land in about game doesn't start for about i don't know uh five more hours Oh, so she'll make. So a, she'll be on the flight. Yeah, a swift entry. Her favorite. So have you heard stuff about her favorite number? No. Okay, ready for that. Her favorite number is thirteen. Yeah. Oh wow. So her sister's favorite number too. I forget which one, but it's like all these things that show Taylor Swift. Ready for this? Yeah. Um, San Francisco 49ers. Four plus nine is thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. This is Super Bowl. Um, oh, VL one one one. Some of that. When you add those numbers up, you yeah, get yeah, yeah. 13. thirteen. Um. From Tokyo to Las Vegas is a 13-hour flight. Wow. Which is what she's doing. If you take 100 and you subtract 13 from it, you get 87. 87 is the jersey number of Travis Kelsey. Oh, who's she seen? Who's her boyfriend? Ah. Like, there's like, it's it's like three times deeper than what I'm giving. Like, it really is a little creepy. Well... Yeah. They're going to win. Well, that's what I was going to say. 49ers. So it's San Francisco or it's, or, it's, or it's Kansas City. Nah, San Francisco. I want you to be right. I think tra- uh, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is a special player. I think winners. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think winners but, win. But but a team is not just one man. I hear. But but winners win. Yeah. Tom Brady. Winners win. You you. 
We'll see. So yes, I, oh, I'm, who are you rooting right. for then? Are you rooting for the Kansas City? I'm Keys? rooting for San Francisco. Oh, okay. But, but okay. my pick is Kansas City. Oh, okay. What about you? Jordan? It's back to like the Oscars. Who would win? Who should win? Yeah, and I'm yeah. going. I think. I think Kansas City's going to win. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to get back to you after I've looked at what their kits look like. Okay. The 49ers is good because oh, they got red and gold. San Francisco's got a beautiful. Oh no! The 49ers are the ones with the really gross gold trousers. Yes. Not them. No. Disgusting. <laughs> Bad okay. choice of legwear. So Kansas City based on legwear. Yeah. I, I I had I had the. This is Georgia who came like top half in the uh, made the playoffs. <laughs> made the playoffs in the fantasy football league. I, I remember when I went with my mate at the time. Went saw them live, um, and the cheerleaders came walking through, and they crossed right by me. And he was talking to me about something, and I went, "Sorry, bud, what?" It was it like the Lego movie where, like, it's like, "Wow, <laughs> I'm saying things, but you can't hear them." And I uh, and I waved. I don't know. I don't know why I waved, but I waved to one of them. And um, every time uh, they were down in the thingy, bearing in mind there's thousands of people in the stands, and we're probably like a blip. Yeah. I kept waving. I go, "Look, sir, she's waving. She's waving." <laughs> he was like, "She's not waving. Oh, she's waving to me, dude. She's waving to me." Next thing. Uh, Let begins on Wednesday, as brought up to me by our good old friend of the podcast, Reverend Bruce. Hey, Reverend Bruce. Bruce. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, Yeah, I got to think something I'm going to go for Lent this year. Yeah, I should probably do something. Are you? When I was younger, before steroids fucked my like ability to lose weight, I was able to do Lent for forty days and not eat like forty-seven days, but like. You don't count the Sundays, do you? Like, so it should take 40 days. But whatever. The, hang I, on, hang <laughs> on. We went to war over milliliters. <laughs> You're going to give me 47 days. Oh, no, I know it technically is 47 days, right. but it's referred to as 40 days. Yes, because, yeah. Because you don't count Sundays. Well, the, the Bible didn't. But what is the Bible? What's the, what does the Bible know? <laughs> about its own About its own effect. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I think I could give, give the Bible its due on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't eat bread or like, but then I wouldn't eat cake or like anything pudding based either. <laughs> and okay. I could lose so much weight. I tried it a couple of years ago. It didn't work. I might try again this year. We should mention to our American it. listeners that pudding isn't what you think pudding oh, is. Oh, no, sorry. Dessert based pudding. Pudding is usually kind of a spongy dessert-based kind of thing. What's a pudding yeah, so over in America then? Like pudding mousse or angel mousse. delight. Ah, oh. that's that's pudding. Yeah. Oh, I like angel delight. Yeah, so pudding oh. is like this not solid, gelatinous um, blob. Yeah, it's oh, a bit like okay. a blobfish. <laughs> it's like creamy jello. Oh, uh, jello. Angel delight. Angel Jelly. delights are really good. Yeah, jelly. jelly. Well, I was talking about je- yeah, jello with the O on the end, but yeah, then yeah, 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 you know, yeah. the whole wobbly thing. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love jelly. Well, you know, whenever I feel bad, you know, I don't mean feel bad as in like, oh my God, I feel bad. But if I'm ill. If, oh, okay. Right? Jelly is a good Jelly one. and ice cream yeah. is one of the fun things I can eat. Even when I'm not like, you well, know. We were always flat ginger ale. Oh, and LucasAid. LucasAid. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because that was a scene as, wasn't it? We were yeah. flat ginger ale and we were um, weak tea. Was always a big choice, my mum's, and then uh, butter on toast or marmite on toast. Yeah, butter on toast. Yeah, yeah just we a just little bit dry of toast. dry toast. Yeah, yeah, dry toast. Ooh, it's hard. But Lucasade, honestly, that was a thing over here. Yeah, you if would you drink. Felt, you'd drink Lucasade if you were poorly. You were poorly. Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like the carrot story again. It was like it was like <laughs> medicine. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just because it's got a combination of glucose and caffeine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just what you do. Glucose 
re- replacement system. But I can remember yeah. not drinking Lucozade unless I was feeling bad. I remember I wasn't allowed <laughs> Lucozade as a kid. Really? I wasn't allowed anything with E numbers in when I was growing up because my parents were convinced that it was E numbers that sent me, like, the was where I was badly behaved. Yeah, yeah. So I used to occasionally have, like, sugar-free, E number-free special lollipops that they'd brought. They were awful. But, like, they would, like I can still taste them now in my mouth because they were that bad. Wow. And it, I mean, no, I don't think they made any difference because I was still bad when they gave me them instead of <laughs> normal sweets. Well, so, well, so maybe... Still, still drinks Luke's Maybe we'll morning. see if any of us are... Uh, Decide to go somewhere for Lent. We'll update on what that'll be next week. I wouldn't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Just, just give some help. pick something yeah, but, that you like uh, yeah, but and you don't have it. Pick so. something that will be a challenge for you to give up. Yeah. Everything. Because once I, I can't have it... That's all you want. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm quite moderation with stuff, you know. I'm quite good with stuff. But you tell me I can't have something, I'm going to want it. Well, no, you tell yourself you can't have it. Well, I... Um, I'm not, I'm not like Ian. Ian can, he's like the Terminator. When it comes to stuff Determinator. Because like, I'm... <laughs> determined. Determined. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you are, though. Come with me if you want to stick to your word. <laughs> <laughs> but you are, though. You've given up things to before. And you've been like, nope, that's that. It's done. I think I was talking about in class the other day. And I said, my, my, my friend Liam thinks of this great willpower. And I think, I said, I don't think I do. I think what I have is actually quite poor willpower. So what I have to do is tell everybody what I'm doing. <laughs> And then the one thing I am, the one thing I am is I'm honest. Yeah. yeah so I won't same. eat that thing and then be like, no, I didn't have any. Yeah. yeah no, no, yeah. I'll be honest with that. So I think I just write a big check and then I have to cash it. Oh, okay. So I got to think about what I want to give up. Maybe it's McDonald's again. It's creeping in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no take. There we go. I'm going to do that. No, no takeaway. For no takeaway. For, for, for the duration of Lent. So what, what time is the Lent? What, what day? Starts on Wednesday. Wednesday. This Wednesday. Yeah. So Valentine's Day till when? Give yourself yeah. Valentine's Day if you have a date and you're in a couple. Oh, sorry. I was just saying this is when you're doing the same thing I am, which you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah. So from basically the day before Valentine's Day, Wednesday the 13th, right? Is it? No, Wednesday the 14th. Oh, Wednesday the 14th? Yeah. Okay. So from Valentine's Day through to Easter Monday, Oof. you got to give something up. So that's like a month and a half. Yeah. With the exception of Mother's Day. Oh, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't do that. That's oh, on okay. a Sunday, well, isn't it? Mother's yeah. Day normally. Yeah. I just, I just play straight through. Yeah, I think I would. Because if I fell off the wagon, I would just. It's supposed to simulate the forty days that Jesus goes without food and drink in the desert. He didn't go. It's Mother's Day. I'm going to have a bite now. <laughs> I think that probably comes from the. Whole this Sunday one doesn't thing. count. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it comes from it's the probably because, Sunday thing, doesn't it? Well, it's probably because people take their mums out for Mother's Day. You don't want to be like, oh, I can't yeah. have this. No, because that would ruin... Uh... No, I'll just let mum have her day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there we go. Is, does, is it Father's Day that moves around, or is Mother's Day different in... Mother's and Father's Mother's, Day both move around. They do move around, yeah. No, but does Mother... And like, when it actually like usually falls in the year, is it different in, the, in America? Oh, Mother's I see what you mean. Day. Mother's Day is different. Father's Day is both in June. Okay, so maybe so British Mother's Day March. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So North American Mother's Day May. That's why we have the uh, because spring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So new life and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Sometimes uh, lands on my birthday. Mother's Day. Mm. Yeah. Um. So check out for that next week. Uh, why are we doing this film today? As we pivot, we're crazy, we're stupid, and we're in love. <laughs> it's the Valentine's no. Day vote. <laughs> And you know what kind of person nominates a film to win knowing he's not going to be here to review his choice should it win? That person's a... Yeah, just, just saying. And it's not Hermes. When I got reminded 
by Ethan. He's not here. I'm like, why did you submit a choice? You wouldn't be here to review. Because surely you want to review the film. That's why you brought it to the table. Uh, he's in La La Land. <laughs> That's one of my lines in Little Mermaid. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate what he brings to the pod. This was one where I was like, why? I do not understand. Well, I'm glad he brought it to the table. Oh, but you would have done, though, wouldn't you? No, I was, I was in La La Land. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I didn't know whether you thought about this one before that one. I really like this film, so there's no, there's no oh, issues okay. with that. Well, yeah. I've never seen it, so... I wasn't unhappy. And for the record, I will say this. Before Georgia read the votes out for who won, I said, word for word, before we get started, let me just predict, I think Ethan will win mm-hmm. for two reasons. Number one, La La Land's a romance, and it's got, got music, and it's, it's music and all that stuff. And number two, there's the whole Ian factor, so Ethan's going to win. So, in a matter of fact, I'm going to take this chance to say... Acknowledge me. Because Ian is always right. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> if it's a hashtag, then it's real. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Can't say that. No, I'm joking. Yep. Um, so there we are. But that's why we're doing it. So people at the Patreon, you brought this on yourself when you trust Ethan to drive the car. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you get the hint, everybody? The hint was, I put up two gifts. One was uh, Anton Chigurh saying, can you step out of the car, sir? And the second was a guy falling out of the car and rolling down the ground, which, of course, is linked to a scene in this movie. Oh, yeah. There we are. So uh, let's go ahead and do the pitch. A middle-aged husband's life changes dramatically when his wife asks him for a divorce. He seeks to rediscover his manhood with the help of a newfound friend, Jacob, learning to pick up girls at bars. Sounds good to me. Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. Aww. Felix is feeling a little bit. Felix is a... Do you think Felix has got a date for Valentine's Day? It sounds day? like it, doesn't it? Multiple like dates, dare I say. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. Felix, I'll say, do not play women against each other. No. doesn't work. Yeah, no. You'll fall on your ass, dude. No. So this was directed by the combination of Glenn Fickera and John Requa, who previously had written films Cats and Dogs and Bad Santa, um, and also would go on to write Jungle Cruise. I love Jungle Cruise. <laughs> That's interesting. I was talking about this with uh, Ed from the Film Effect, it. and neither one of us had seen it. So it was Is a that bit... the Dwayne Smith one? Dwayne, Dwayne Smith? Johnson? Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dwayne Johnson one. Dwayne, jo- Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> How can I get that mixed up? I have funny. no idea. You couldn't oh. smell what he was cooking, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is that one though, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, um, it's got Jack Whitehall, Emily Blunt. Oh, I like yeah. Jack Whitehall. Yeah. I, I love mean, Emily I, Blunt. I really like it because it, there's loads of references to the ride. But There you go. Oh, George's okay. face is lit right up. The, the combination of Jungle Cruise reference and the ice cream, it's done its trick. It's, done, really it's, it's done its magic. This, this time last year, I was, what is the time? Had just arrived in Disneyland Paris. Wow. I know. When you wish upon a star. Yeah. I'd love to go but one day. Make sure my, you um, seek permission before you do that. <laughs> that's why I've got my Avengers Campus Disneyland Paris jumper on. I don't know what the joke was. I missed it. No, uh, it's okay. We'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll have to sort it out between ourselves. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Uh, they also wrote and directed I Love You, Philip Morris. Oh, that? Jim, Jim Carrey, you McGregor? No. Jim Carrey's uh, Jim Carrey and Hugh McGregor both play gay characters 
Uh, but Jim Carrey is like a, like a con artist, and Hugh McGregor is just like his pretty trophy wife. Oh, okay, I've not seen it. Then. And kind of completely, you know, in the dark about all these scams that he's he's pulling. No, so really, that I sounds guess, like a good film. I guess what I'm saying it was just okay. Oh, uh, really? I guess what I'm saying here is they kind of peak with this film. Oh, okay. It's kind of, they kind of get mad. Like, they never did anything as good before, and never really do anything as good again. Uh so yeah, um, cinematography by Andrew Dunn. Get prepared for me to talk about how much I love the cinematography in this film. Uh, he had previously, and here's why: because look at this. He'd previously done well. Some of these are good. The Bodyguard, good. Yep, love that film. Ever I've after, ever after. That's the one where Drew Barrymore is Cinderella. Oh, I Just heard of it. Breathe. I've not seen it, but yeah. Um, Gosford Park. Uh, the The History Boys. Good film. Good film. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, is that, um, what's the name from Harry Potter? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Bridget Jones' Baby. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't mind that. It's all right. It's all right. It's, all right. it's, it's the worst of the three. Yes, but. it is. They're all bad. Music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll give her, take this time. Happy birthday to Ellie, if she's listening out there. Yeah, she is. Happy, happy birthday, Ellie. Ellie. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Woo. Birthday, birthday, birthday. There uh, I just thought that your, your Bridget Jones comment would set her off, so it's, therefore I went, oh, it's a birthday. <laughs> oh, bless her. Happy Music birthday. by Christoph Beck, who... Uh, that sounds familiar. ...had done Just Married, Free Guy. I liked Free Guy. And the TV version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that's probably- And music by Nick Urata from Devochka, who'd previously done I Love You, Philip Morris, um. and a little film called Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, Aww. so still our top rated film. Still our top rated film, and we kind of—I think we kind of start viewing this as the pre-Patreon and the post-Patreon sort of timeline. I think our scores are high enough that the Patreon probably couldn't knock it off a number one spot. But it'd be kind of naive to think they wouldn't have had an impact mm-hmm. just because yeah. of how high it is. It just takes, we, we saw last week if one person gives it a three, yeah, which they are want to do, sometimes. which they love to do that both ends of the spectrum. Yep, yeah. not much in the middle. You're very much the same way, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't just, doubt that. I was okay. just thinking that, yeah. Train spotting is still shit. It's a good movie. And the second one is even funnier. Funnier, yes. Better enough. Well, no, I wouldn't say better. But I love how without the first, you wouldn't have got the second. But the second is a funny That's usually a how, funny sequels movie. Movie. how sequels work. No, 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 no. But it's a funny movie. The second one is not a heavy hitting, but the jokes depend on you seeing the. But first you have one. to see the yeah. first one to get the jokes. So it's a proper sequel, then it's not like yeah, a standalone. Yeah. You have to get. No. They're not going to spell it out to you. It's like if you went and do I have to have seen the first one? Yes. <laughs> Some sequels you don't. This yeah. one, yes. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to get at is when you see Terminator the first one. Oh no, T two. I enjoyed T two without ever seeing T one. Yeah, but yeah. I mean they're still of the same ilk of film, sure. aren't they? You know, they're still in that same genre. Where with Train Spot and One and Two, they are two different films. They one's a comedy, one's more edgy and hard hitting and stuff. All right. Um, first time I saw this film, Liam, you want to start with your first time you saw this? Oh, the very first time I saw this film. Cool. Probably what two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it before. Why had I never seen this? I don't know. Same thing you said about Princess Bride. Yes, yep. Georgia. Um, I'd definitely seen it before. Um, I think maybe like, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago when we used to do film night. Over at Debbie's? Yeah. Uh, I can't place where I have seen this film before. Well, that's just crazy. I can't she place did. the first time I've seen it. 
uh, I've placed uh, uh, so some point it wasn't when it was theaters that was for sure but sometime it just came across my radar I gave it a go and went oh and then became quite evangelical about this film and went you need to see this film it's this great little sort of under the radar sleeper hit and uh, that was my perspective until until the last five years I probably haven't watched it at all and so it's interesting to kind of go back and give it a view now that we do the pod with those pairs of eyes and goes how does it hold up uh, well, I don't, I, I don't know from the first time I watched it because obviously I've only seen it once. <laughs> so, uh, context corner. This film was developed under the working title "Untitled Marital Crisis Comedy." Yeah, I, I like that title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that sold well. Yeah. Well, except for that would make it a title, so it would <laughs> no longer be untitled. Yeah, uh, Dan Fogelman started writing the screenplay in 2009 about love among a group of people based on his own experiences and was written with a specific actor in mind. After Fogelman sent it to his manager within a week, um, this actor read it and came aboard the project. In December 2009, Warner Brothers secured the rights to the then untitled project. We talked about that a second ago for two and a half million dollars. In January 2010, it was officially in pre-production. By March of 2010, some of the other big stars start to fall down the uh, the chain, to sort of come on. And um, it before it was officially greenlit, it was on a the 2010 blacklist. And the blacklist is actually a good thing. It's a list of the most liked but unmade scripts of the year. So this was getting uh, a lot of yeah. buzz as it traveled around. Mm-hmm. It's just who was going to make it. Principal photography took uh, put place around L.A. Uh, and it lasted for 53 days. And then outside of that, it's really just an idea. That going, originally was supposed to be, uh, the original cut was three hours long. Wow, so how long was this then? This was about 1 in 50. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it didn't feel long. No. Try try taking notes for it. The film was pushed back from April 22nd, 2011 to July 29th, 2011. And that's about it. So we ready to dive in on this one? Let's do it. All right. So we get Warner Brothers pictures and some smooth, smooth music. And I'm convinced that Quentin Tarantino had to be a consultant on this film. Because there's a lot of shot of feet in this movie. Oh, there is. There's there? a ton yeah, of shots yeah. of feet. I don't know if you guys noticed it or not. Jeez. And we start with this montage of feet at a restaurant. So it's a lot of under table shots of people playing footsies and, you know, this romantic and the music's non diegetic, which so is booming through the TV at you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you cut to this one last pair of feet and they're both just rigid straight down. They're not playing footsies. And you're drawn to the left and the left pair of legs is wearing khaki trousers. Yep and new balance trainers and the other pair of shoes though if you look nice tights and some nice playful date night shoes yep so someone's trying yeah and someone's not yeah and there's an interesting message to be made in that and now when we make the switch to that shot the music becomes diegetic and we go to you hear it but you hear it alongside all the ambient sound that's now taking place in the restaurant yep and we meet our couple, Cal, played by Steve Carell, yep. and Emily, played by Julianne Moore. I like Julianne Moore. Let's start with Steve Carell. Third appearance on the pod. What you got? <clears throat> Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Um, can't remember. I don't really like Steve Carell, so that's tough. A lot of people don't like Steve Carell because they rank him as in that Will Ferrell kind of category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say something more about him later. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't remember. I can't think of the other one. It was, uh, I want every share of something that he's ever touched, ever. Oh, come on. Uh, 
Maybe if we just get right numbers on boards and go in our office and bang on drums. Well, that sounds familiar. It should. Oh, is it the one that's got Anna Kendrick in it? Uh, I don't know if this one does. It might. It's had a lot of people in it. Oh, I don't know. The Big Short. Uh, I went here for that. Oh, we're but, not here for that. I have seen it. Yeah, love that. But a long, long, long time. Love ago. the Big Short. Yeah, that's Christian Bale, isn't it? Yes, it is Christian Bale. Yeah, he's good uh, in that, and, and some others. Which yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, fourth appearance. Brad Pitt is he? Yep, fourth yeah. appearance for Julianne Moore on the pod. Ooh, uh, yeah, which surprising that high, isn't it? Yeah, what you got? Oh, nothing. Uh, is, is is it one of them um um um, um Jurassic Parky ones? No, because she's only in the second one moving forward, and we've only done the first one. Oh. See, I told you number two was better than number one. <laughs> uh, Julia Moore. Um, You're the Big Lebowski. I'm just the dude. Oh, uh, is it really the Big Lebowski? Yeah, she's the woman in the Viking helmet. Oh, of course thing. she is. <laughs> yes, in her own little thingy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if I went and I would walk 500 miles and I would walk. What if Megan got really drunk? Oh, Benny and June. Yeah. That's where, that's where, like, he goes and sits on her bed, and we're like, this is a bit forward. This feels a bit forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally, I didn't kill my wife. Oh. Oh, if you don't get this, come on. For, uh, fugitive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Folks, if you go back and drag out what he's saying, it's actually the entire plot of the fugitive from start to finish. You just got to slow it right down. In my head, I had frantic, and I'm like, Jeez. I know he's in that film, but I saw that one. That's the weird one where she gets like super top billing, but she's barely in it. Yeah, because she was supposed to do the romantic subplot. Uh, and he's like, his wife just died. There's no yeah. way he's like getting it off with someone. She's, she's that doctor, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there we go. Um. This actually ties her for third place with most appearances on the pod. Ooh. I'm going to open this up. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. I want to check that. One, two, three, four, five, six women she's tied with, two women above her. What you got? People, women who also have at least four appearances in the pod. Jeez. Uh... Think of our big award winners. That's a good first place to start. Frances McDermott. Yes, yes, Frances McDermott is also tied with four. I don't even know who she is. She's, I just know the great. name. Great. She's a woman in Fargo, a woman in Three Billboards. Um, um, what's her face, that lady that gets all of the negative awards? Yeah, that's right. Which one is she? I don't know. Oh, 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 Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. That's the one. Tied for first. Uh... Meryl Streep? I was going to say Meryl Streep. We've done one Meryl Streep film, oh. and I made a big deal with the oh, fact that it was her first that's Meryl Streep That's why that's in yeah, my head. Meryl Streep, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm useless to this. You want some hints? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I love you. Oh, uh, we did all of the ones with Meg Ryan in. Meg Ryan, yes, there we are. Yes, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan's tied with four, yeah. Um, oh, what does he say back to her? I love you. Oh, I know. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, because the three... Yeah, 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 yeah. The three Star Warsies, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? What about... Uh, boo, the Queen of Muck. Boo, the Queen of Slime. Oh, that's that lady. Is her name like Crystal? No, that's Billy Crystal, who I'm thinking of. Um, uh, no, it's, you know, it's, who, it's who they're speaking they're about. They're speaking about... Oh, what's her name? It's Buttercup, but that's not her real name. It's not her real oh, name. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, thingy, the ones you like. The one I like. The, um... Uh, oh... Oh, this Robin. Is, this Robin. Is, yeah, Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Robin oh, Wright Penn. Robin geez, Wright. Yeah, yeah. Geez. Cool. We got some great stuff at the end of the year, real on this one. 
<laughs> you can see the fire. Uh, what if I went? Uh, oh, she settled the bet about whether a play could really show us the true nature of love. Oh, that's oh, that lady. Oh, oh, Who's oh, her Gwyneth Paltrow. That's Not her. Oh, who made the call? Who was the judge of the bet? Oh, the Queen Lady, um, Judy Dench. Yep, Judy well, I Dench. said Judy Dench earlier. No, I don't think you did. I did. If you did, well, listen. I'll, I'll listen tell you something. If you go back and listen to this, I said Judy is, Dench. Is it part of that? Is, is Judy no, Dench in that? It's legible. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, you'll come back and bite yourself in the ass. You'll have a mistake. I'll bite myself in the ass. <laughs> I don't think he's that flexible. <laughs> wow. Okay, two more. Uh, one's pretty easy. Uh, come on, babe, I'm going to paint the town. Why don't and we all paint that the town? Zellweger. Zellweger, yeah. Technically, it's the other one who sings say, that. But that's, yeah. that's not her. Okay. Um, Roxy Hart. Happy? That's Betty. There we are. Renee Zellweger. Honey bunny of mine. The last one's really hard. I think she's Canadian, though. Oh, well, uh, no, that's Strayway, then. She's in Schmidt's Creek. Shit's Creek, sorry. Oh, that's not um, the mother, is it? The yeah. uh, Home Alone yeah. lady. Yeah, um, Home Alone lady. Uh, Beetlejuice lady. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, shit. What's her name? Nightmare Before Christmas lady. Yes, yes, yes. I know who she's I know when I hear name. it. Catherine. 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 O'Hara. O'Hara! <laughs> Screaming it afterwards that? doesn't do it. <laughs> so technically, Carrie Fisher, Francis McDermott, Robin Wright, Catherine O'Hara, Judy Dench, and Meg Ryan are now tied with Julianne Moore for, most wow. appear- uh, sorry, for third most. Yeah, yeah. But the first place is Liv Tyler and that's, Renee Zellweger. That's Two nuts. very different sides of the coin, Absolutely. those two. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're both been in a film together. That's the way. And thing. we know Liv's going to grab another one this year. Yeah. Because we got to finish that trilogy yeah, we off. We do have to finish that trilogy. So Which trilogy? Lord of the... Return of the King. Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Oh, so she's in, she's in that one, so she'll I be at six. I thoroughly yeah. regret ever bringing the first one to the table. <laughs> so you still got to watch the second one to catch up with us. Yeah. Oh, you only I'm watched sick. one, we watched two. I'm sick that day. No, you're not. <laughs> You've got to watch the extended edition as well. <laughs> no, I don't do. Anyway, uh, Cal complains that he's too full. He goes, oh, you were right. Oh, shouldn't have had that bread. <laughs> so this is the op. Uh, okay, so this is his crime is that he's just stopped trying. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to do. And that's why I think I think Steve Crow's really good in this because he represents the everyman, I think, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And the guy who just got on with life. But somewhere along the way, when you tried to get on with life, you forgot. forgot why you were living it. You forgot. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong, but jeez. Belongs on a movie man, poster somewhere. Deep. He was so busy living his life, he forgot why he was living it. <laughs> Steve Carell. Crazy, stupid me. Um, no uh, so he's living his life alongside his wife but along that time he stopped doing the things that he did when they were dating the things that made it magic yeah and instead it just becomes very pedestrian where you need a comfortable pair of shoes for your new balance but is that any reason to cheat no 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 hang on hang on two people can do wrong things at the same time yeah okay yes I agree I'm not not suggesting one causes the other two people are both capable of doing wrong things okay I agree with that yeah he complains that he's too full and wants to split a dessert. And she's like, I'm trying to think about what I want. And she'll just say it at the same time. One, two, three. I don't even catch what he says because she goes, I want a divorce. Yeah. And it's this great two shot. We've stayed with this two shot the whole time. And uh, in the background, you see this woman beside, just sort of look at them and clock over. And it reminded me, I was on a multi-day stag do up in Liverpool. And we were driving. I forget if we were going to the Cavern Club or if we were going to... 
the Grand National. We're going to one of those two places. And all of a sudden, on the no, we were in Liverpool uh, proper, so we were in the Cavern Club. Yep. These two people beside us start breaking up on the bus. We're on the upper, we're on the upper deck of a double decker bus. Wowza! And they just start breaking up, and you hear basically that his friends don't treat her well, and he doesn't come to her defense, and he's like, "No, no, it's not like." And they break up, and the problem is we're all getting off at the same stop. Oh no! So I think he just wants to get up and like run off the bus, but everybody gets and they have to like queue next to each other in that British way and just sort of (laughs) walk off the bus, and we've all heard what's going on too. Oh, it was awkward. We started texting people going, I think they're breaking up beside us. <laughs> yes, they are. And we were trying to listen, but it was just, so we get really oh, quiet because we're not one of the, we don't have any fake conversation. We're not hoping to listen, but it just kind of cuts through everything. Of course it would yeah. though, and at the tension. Yeah. Uh, so then we get, and she says, I want a divorce. And then we get the title card, crazy, stupid, <laughs> love. About the title. The filmmakers couldn't think of a title for this movie. Well, this sums up, doesn't it? So they offered a free iPad to whoever came up with a title for the movie. I think the title sucks. Do you? Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell also hates the title. He said he hates the title of the film, saying he couldn't imagine a bunch of college guys saying, five tickets to crazy, stupid love, please. Now, that being said, I don't see five college guys coming to see this movie anyway. No. No. But. But uh, I guess that gets to the point, though, and it, and it sort of. Does it? Yeah. Does it? No, because very much the f- point of this film, whether rightly or wrongly, is that love is like there's only one person for each person, and if you find that person, don't ever give up on them. Soulmates. Which there is, I think there is some. I mean, that's the message. I don't know if that's the plot. Mm. No, the, but that is the message of the film. So. S- Steve Carell pitched The Wingman, which I think is a much better title. The Wingman. Yeah. Men would have gone to see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it would have brought in, a different in their droves. Yeah, and if you go and <laughs> show gone, some of the scenes from this movie, I've just been, yeah, I've been had. They wingman. pivoted hard. I thought I was getting the celebration of wingmandom. <laughs> you can ride, but I thought I thought it was um, Iceman spinoff from Top Gun is what I thought we had there. That was yeah. funny. The wingman. Yeah. Um, wingman. So there we are. Uh, he said it was a boring title, but was more accurate to what happened in the movie. But back to the movie. Let's meet the babysitter, Jessica, played by Leo Tipton. And I'll say Leo Tipton because originally, um, when this movie was made, it was a different name given for the um, for the acting performance in question. She looked familiar to me. Well, we need to be very careful with our pronouns on this one. Oh, really? So uh, so on the credits for this movie, it will read Anna Lee Tipton. Mm. But in 2021, um, the actor in question came out as queer and non-binary. And it's up to they, them pronouns. Oh, okay. So Leo Tipton. Now, we can still refer to the character as she, because the character is clearly a she. But that's not who I think it is, then. Probably not. I thought that was the lady out of Parks and Rec. Oh, no. Which lady? Um... I can't think of a name. The the dreary, talky one. The one who goes out with Chris Pratt. Aubrey no, Plaza? No. No? No. It's the only one she looks half similar to. Oh. Oh, no, the other one. You know who I mean. Yeah, I do know who you mean. Um, She was down, plays her part. Well, this is a danger. It's the two of you trying to come up with a name off oh. the top of your head. Oh, yeah, this no, is I not good. Jeez. Um, let me, let me I'll, you, I'll, I'll, you come I'll, up with that. I'll keep yeah. going. So, um... We have, and it seems like every time we had Jessica on screen, it was a handheld camera. 
It just seemed to be the way it was. It was always handheld. And there's tickle fights happening between her and the youngest daughter, Molly. And they knock over a picture because image, just one second, because imagery is not subtle. So they've just asked for a divorce. And now the picture of their marriage is cracked. She cracked down the middle. Down the middle. That was clever. And she covers the one side with her hand. And you're like, oh, Uh, the babysitter suite on the dad. Yes. Okay. What do you got for me? Aubrey Plaza. That's That's exactly who Georgia said. Is it? Yes. Yeah. The only one she looks remotely similar to. Yeah, that's who I meant. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Oh, okay. this, this woman's much taller. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 and much thinner. Not that it's in wrong. But she was a model before she was. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> they were a model before they were a an, an actor. So they're an actor. Yeah. Yes. So, um, got that part already. Back in the car, Jessica. Not Jessica. Emily wants to speak to Cal, but Cal won't speak. And Joseph's been this twenty fair dues. She says, it's been 25 years of marriage and you have nothing to say? And I've gotten brackets. He's in shock. I've gotten brackets. I don't think it's up to Emily to tell Cal how to process no. this information. No. He was just trying to figure out what he wanted for dessert and he's had too much bread. And I'm not being funny. Regardless of what's going on here, he's now trying to process all this in one, like where, one where, evening. Whenever it was that she made this decision, she's had a lot of time to wrestle with this and come to peace with this months. and then approach this and work up the nerve to do this. Yes. He's getting all this at once. Yes. So having heard this sort of a speech, it's like time stood still for me. And I just sat there and went and was quiet and was trying to look around, was waiting for some of the shoe to drop because your whole life has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, I don't think uh, I'm not really cool with this. Um, But back in the house um jessica's looking for molly's homework and walks in on robbie clearly the inference is that he was masturbating he was yeah. yes they never say it out loud uh, nor does the camera follow into the room she just goes nope. and comes out covering her eyes and you hear him going get out get out get out i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> and then you see a shot of this kid looking up at the ceiling and uh this is robbie played by and i'm not making the surname up jonah bobo <laughs> Bobo. Aerosmith released an album saying honking on Bobo. They once. did, they did. I just think of a clown when I think Can of Can I Bobo. say this kid sucks is too strong a word, but man, he's not the right kid for this part. He's not, no. I don't know why they I don't know they make reference to it later, but why on earth does he have that haircut? <laughs> yeah. So I have it on my notes if I, I must be early. Very early on I'm going, I hate this hair. Yeah. This I hair sucks. As someone who is an actor, you can't see his face a lot of the time. Uh, that's true. I remember, I remember when this haircut was around. Yeah, the I hated. I hated it then. Yeah, and oh. I was flipping it, flip, flip, yeah. flip. Uh, back in the car, Emily can't stop talking, and that's what's led her to confess then that she slept with someone. And Cal remains stoic. And then Emily says it was David Lindhagen from work. And Lindhagen. Cal says, "Please stop talking, or I'm going to get out of the car." Which uh, again he's can you look he's trying to deal with stuff you don't need to keep offloading your confessions and then she but she's opened a lid that she's held tight first so she can't stop herself i think from no. talking so then he opens he, the door and goes okay he, he said what he's gonna and he do. bails yeah and this so, at, at this point the gift was that was yes. the, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah, gift. yeah yeah so at this point i go oh this is different than what i thought this isn't just your when I was talking to him from the film effect, he went, this is the only other sort of Michael Scott from The Office thing he does. I went, no, this is different. This is a very 
the joke isn't I'm wacky. The joke is I'm in so much pain. This is the option I will take. Now, yeah, does, it make, just, does it make the audience numb, laugh? Yes. But everything he does in this, because I think Steve Carell's great in this. Everything so he I. does is believable and you go how can coming out of a car like that be believable because he just wants the noise to stop and yeah. that means getting out of the car He'll they're not driving out. that fast no it means getting out of the car but yeah. it means you know i'm gonna say what i'll do and i'll do what i say and i think this design this it, it's really important at the start of the movie that we side with him that Sorry. our allegiance and alignment is with him absolutely yeah because that's how the movie has to work yep and this act helps us do that yep and it also violates a two-shot, right? Because mm-hmm. by its very nature, a car being driven is probably going to be a two-shot, and he gets out of the two-shot. Yep. Oh, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, so she stops the car and gets him, and he says, look, I'll leave tonight. You can have whatever you want. Just, just, just stop talking about it. She goes, okay. And she goes to help him up, and he pivots away from her. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be touched. No. Not by her, because she's just found out. Yep. You know. I don't blame this. one over. Yeah, not nope. one bit. Nope. Um, back at the house, Robbie is apologizing to Jessica that she had to see it. And she says, no, no, I should have knocked. And he goes, for the record, and I'm calling my note, what record? What yeah. a strange thing to say. For the record, I think about you while I do it. <laughs> I have this picture of you that I look at. Oh. <sighs> Why is this necessary? I don't know. Actually, it's funny because in the conversation I had with Ed, uh, which I don't know if it's going to be, we, we, we do abandon it because he wasn't feeling well, so I'm hoping it'll get out there. Uh, but this is this part of it is, is, is the hard part 15 years on. It doesn't need, yeah, because the age difference. You need it for a few of the comedic scenes later on. And actually, I don't, I don't even mind the premise. My biggest question in this one, my biggest question is at the end. Later on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But... I think the premise is okay, but I think in execution, it goes down a couple of really weird places. The explicit nature that they do it through as yeah, well is like, no, you. but also because he's supposed to be likable and supposed to be on the right side and he's supposed to be an attachment of Steve Carell's character who we're very much in line with. Yep. You kind of go, ew, you're making me complicit with this and I don't like yeah, it. That's fair. Um, this scene though itself... It's great because she's at the left side of the screen facing the camera. Mm -hmm. He's in the background on the right side of the screen facing the camera. And so as a result, they both have this conversation, but we get to see their reactions, but he can't see her reaction to any of this. Yeah, yeah. This film is shot so cleverly. I, I agree with that. Here's my general statement. The people working on this film didn't know they were just making some silly little rom-com movie. No. Like, this film's way better than it has any right to be. It does, you're it right. It is shot well better than it needs to be. Sorry, one more time? It is shot well better than it needs to be. It is shot well better is the part I'm having an issue well with. Well better. shot... Far better? F- yeah. F- than it, sh- it, is not, it is not much better as a whole. Than it does. Oh, because I'm not talking, about, I'm talking about, about the writing and the structure of the story. I'm going to challenge you on that. There's there's one giant issue I have with the film. Uh huh. Same. It just. Ugh. Hang on. Let's get there. Don't Look, like it. <laughs> you guys are the worst for like keeping your opinions. Well, yeah, he has already sowed his seeds. <laughs> well, I haven't sold it, it yet, but you know. You literally opened by saying, <laughs> "Why have I never seen this before?" Yeah, I still have problems with the film. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ryan Gosling. The guys are. Oh, I like he, Ryan if you guys ever get the chance, do not Stone. do not host Deal or No Deal. <laughs> you're supposed to get that phone call and sort of play it cool, but there 
there's an offer. <laughs> Suppose she'd be going, that's too low. You hang up and go, you don't want it. <laughs> it's too low. Uh, I said no deal on your behalf. <laughs> um, so is that still going? I'm sure it's, some, it's it somewhere, someplace. Well, it's, it's such a brilliant premise. Mm. Like it's it's just a clever idea. Like it's just about risk reward management. Have it you is, seen yeah. the people who play? You know the arcade version of it, where it like spins around in yeah, like yeah. an arcade, and they're like boxes go around. There's p- people who like stand in front of it as a group of like maybe five or six people and they all slow-mo record it as the boxes go round and then find which one the box is so you just press the right one and get the big really big jackpot ah i did not know that so they figured out a way to to, okay cool um he confesses his love he says hey you're 17 i'm 13 and soon our age gap won't matter because you're my soulmate and Cal and Emily come home. So we have two crises kind of intersecting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cal and Emily come home and Cal comes clean. He says, how was your night? He goes, well, Mrs. Weaver asked for a divorce. How and else can you she, uh, you know, I think he may even said because she slept with, 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 uh, Hagen, no, da- David, David Lindhagen. Lindhagen. That's Lind- Lindhagen does. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cold. And he goes, but she thought for at least for a moment, it was sweet. <laughs> Um, and so he says, I jumped out of a moving car. And the kid's just like totally disregard. He's like, you jumped out of a moving. He's like, that's so cool. <laughs> He's like, you all right with the divorce? He's like, you jumped out of a moving car? And meanwhile, uh, Emily's just like, did, did Molly eat a broccoli? She, so she's just like right back into parent mode. Like, I don't want to deal with what's so I'm going to do, like all the pleasantries. Yeah, I can't do and that. And he's like, no, no, I'm just going to be real. Yeah, same. Yeah, but you don't do that to your kids. That's not nice. Well, he, no. didn't, he, he didn't see him there. No, I get that, but like, so hang on, it's no, no. still not nice. No, it's only not nice. No, just... he didn't see him there. He, he can't retroactively go. It wasn't nice. You didn't see your kid there. No, you. But you could go. Oh, I'm really sorry. You have to hear about it. He that did. Way. He does. When he literally says, "I'm sorry you had to hear about it this way." Oh, okay, that's fine then. So George's grade needs to now increase three and a half points. <laughs> three and uh, a half, at least. <laughs> Lucky if it was getting that in the first place. What? <laughs> Meet Hannah, played by. Emma Stone, uh, uh, Academy Award nominee this year. Emma Stone. Love Emma Stone. Yeah, Poor it's things. her question mark appearance on the pod. Anyone want to guess how many times she's been on the pod? Uh, twice. Second. First. Wow. Oh, okay. Two hundred thirteen episodes. Well, hang to on. Get Emma she Stone. was in a serial skip it. That's what I was saying. Uh, well, we, we, don't count saying. Theater, we don't count theater skip it. Yeah. That's why it was fun. That's why it was a, it was a fun <laughs> question to ask. You sold me a red heron there. She a red what? Herring. Oh, okay. I said heron. I was like, I'm sorry, a bird, no. a fish, maybe. Yeah, herring. Yeah. Why is why is maybe, that, maybe, why is that maybe it's my my my? What about red herrings are misleading? Should I find out? Yeah, what, what does that, what does that saying exist? Because there's no such thing. No, it's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves some guy and wants to have his babies, and we find out thanks to her friend, it's Conan O'Brien. And Conan O'Brien's a late night talk show host yes, in the United is that States. Him? What? What, you, that's really Conan O'Brien? No. Oh. What are you talking about? You just said Conan O'Brien. She's the answer to the question, whose baby she wants to have is Conan oh, O'Brien. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's what makes her different. She's different. She's quirky. She's she's not like every other girl. We need to establish that because at some point in the movie, she's going to be not like every other girl. Yeah. She needs to be the special girl to explain why someone might change. I was going to say, I know Conan O'Brien and I never saw him in it. No, <laughs> That's no. why I was going, what, what, what? Uh, so... 
Uh, thankfully, they're at one of those bars that you can have a conversation at regular speaking level. Yeah, without the noise being boom, yeah. boom, There's boom, music boom, there, boom. but you can still totally sound like a regular yeah, conversation yeah, without yelling. Happens. That never happens. Um, her friend Liz says that uh, Hannah's life is PG-13, which is good. It means she can now microwave gremlins. <laughs> and blend them. Yeah, and I can pull out the heart of whatever and talk to it. Because that's what PG-13 means. Ugh. I assume she means like PG-13, isn't it like... You can show someone topless on screen. That's as far as it's going to go. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what Liz means. Georgia, is, it, is that your hand up or is it? Yes. Well, it was, but then I found several different conflicting versions of where red herring comes from. One of them apparently is an origin based around an article written by an English journalist in 1807 where he described a fictional story from his childhood in which he used a red herring to distract a dog from a hare. As in, like, assaulted herring. Which is that sounds they're... good, but you'd have to say that had to... How's that so influential would be the question? Well, he was a journalist, so he wrote it in a in a journal. Which lots of people read and then just caught on? I suppose so. Right. But then there's something in here about a study in... Charlotte, the Sherlock Holmes a study in Scarlet, so... Although maybe that's the first time it was used in, like... Fiction. Yeah, fiction. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay, the term was popularized in 1807 by... Um, English polemicist William Co- Cobbett, who told a story of having a strongly smelling smoked fish to divert and distract hounds from chasing a rabbit. But awesome. It sounds okay. like that is. So, yeah, because a red herring distracts the audience, doesn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. But I think it was used in. Well, yeah, it was used as literature yeah. first, and then it's adopted a meaning sort of outside of that. Yeah, 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 in uh, the fictional stuff. Yeah. So, um, we find out that uh, Hannah's never left LA. Which doesn't sound like she's that protected. LA is not. It's not like, a, oh, you've never yeah. left the farm, Hannah. <laughs> no. She's, Although, why would you not leave LA? She's going through to be a lawyer, but she's just a patent lawyer. Is that like a sub lawyer? A, a, a training. A pat, no, a patent lawyer is the, is the kind of law where you deal with inventors having the patent for uh, their invention. Oh, okay. That's just patent that. law. That's weird. Well, I guess it's about trademarks and corporations and things oh, okay. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So say, for instance, if I wanted to use the intellectual property of a major uh, multinational corporation who do theme parks, um, there might be a patent on that. That's a Disney idea. Yeah. I want to go back to Disney. One day. I, you might have an opportunity to go there in spirit soon. <laughs> so uh, meanwhile, a man in very high-key lighting compared I don't to- understand what you're saying. You don't need to. We'll explain afterwards, afterwards. Meanwhile, man, and very, so they're at the bar, and yet there's a guy in very like everybody else is kind of like lit regularly, and then this guy's clearly have like a spotlight put on. Yeah. See your eyes drawn to him. He's scoping him out, and then he approaches the women, and we just see the shoes as they walk up and approach. And Liz is bemoaning that hey, you're, we're talking about a guy who looks like a carrot. He just goes, "Who's a carrot?" <laughs> and his his way of getting the conversations is brilliant. He never takes he just asks questions. Yeah. And gets them talking. Never, never say anything about himself. Nope. Just ask about others. But take what they're going and just go, who is? Yeah. yeah. And that gets him in the conversation seamlessly. Yeah. Um, I've gotten my notes. He opens with a question. Is this a good move? I was going to ask Georgia and or Megan. I'll ask Georgia. Um, if you're having a conversation with some friends, some guy approaches you with a question about what you're already talking about. Is that a, is that a good step? It depends. It depends. Because if you're being interrupted and you're having a conversation, you'd be like, well, excuse me, what do you want? And why are you talking to me? Um, the whole premise of this film annoys me because this only works if you look like Ryan Gosling and that's not right. Well, hang on, though. Isn't there something to be said about that and that's just true in general? Isn't that what flirting is? 
Yeah, and it's great. Isn't the idea no, but isn't the idea of flirting the idea that if 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 you're into me mm. and I say something and you go, I like that, mm-hmm. that's different than if you're not into Liam and he says the same thing. What would be considered flirting and fun with me is harassment from him. Yeah, and that's a horrible line to walk in this film does a really weird job of showing well, but that's what is what, okay but and what isn't. Isn't that what, what human interactions is are though? Yeah, but like this, like flirting we, culture can't have, like this is gross. But we can't have a list of here are the rules everybody's allowed to say, and here's a list of words nobody's allowed no, to say. You feel about all things. They're just the things that are just within that. You have to negotiate it in the moment. You should yeah. still be allowed to flirt. I think to, if you're if you're single and you're yeah, going of course, out, but to, like he he gave she clearly is going no. I'm oh leaving, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not. He, and then he, he, he continues. No, he pursues hard in this. I'll give you that. Yeah, and I, 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 I agree that. with you. He pursues too hard and she gets out of there to the point where she has to leave. It's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's, it's, it's a fair point. Take take the hint. Um, and yet, apparently, they're soulmates. Great job, Phil. Hang on. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> People are allowed to change their mind about a bad first impression. No, of course they okay. are. But like when you're perpetuating a film that says that everyone has this one person, maybe it's someone that's been awful to you in the past you've got just got to give him a second chance that's not a healthy message to be perpetuating in a film hang on I, i'm gonna okay i can't get there without jumping ahead but you're way oversimplifying the film and you're removing the character's agency from them i just don't like it hang on that's not that wasn't the question we asked no. the question we're talking about is does she have to give him a second chance no nope no no you but were, she can. You're, you, what but you just she said have to. was the movie says yada yada. But if you just give them a second chance, but she does not give him a second chance, she comes and takes what she wants because she knows what she can get from this person. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's not giving him a second chance. That's her deciding she wants something. He agrees and he doesn't is, pursue her again. She he he agrees and is um, what's what I'm looking for here consenting to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At which point then it develops and turns into something else that neither of them were, were going for in that moment. That's okay because at the end of the day, the whole gimmick is that everything that happens in the bar, th- this is the message of the movie. Everything that happens in the bar is BS. Everything that happens in the bar is just, it's just a, a persona you adopt. It's not the real version of you. Yeah, well, I don't like that. Then you should be on board with the movie. That's what the movie tells you. <laughs> the movie says it's all BS and it's just a, it's just a coping to come that. off. Yeah, kind of, but does it in a weird way. Can we, let's well, unpack the crazy. film. And that's let, why it's stupid. Actually, let me actually unpack it a little bit, can we? Yeah, I just... I, I just think it's a bit... Ethan, of thank you for picking this and not being here. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Um, so this is Jacob, played by Ryan Gosling. Third appearance on the pod. Uh, notebook. Notebook, absolutely. Happy birthday, Ellie. Yeah, happy birthday, Ellie. Um... She loves uh, the notebook. I, oh, I love Georgia the also hates the notebook, if memory serves. I love the notebook. And um, we talked about it earlier. You weren't here for it. Oh, um, um, oh, 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 the big short. Yeah, big short. Yeah. He's great in the big short. Georgia couldn't, Georgia refused to believe it was him in the big short. Yeah, doesn't look like him. <laughs> right, the voice, we're like, yes. She's like, no, that's not him. Yes, it's him. Doesn't look like him. It does. He's just got kind of like plastic hair. Yeah. Doesn't look like him. And ironically, in Barbie... Looked more like himself and probably did have plastic hair. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. He's good in Barbie too. So again, two Academy Award nominees this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Liz says Conan O'Brien, um, and that her friend is the one who looks like a carrot, says that her friend Hannah thinks that he's really sexy. 
And he goes, that's a coincidence, because I think your friend Hannah's really sexy. And she laughs and goes, you did not just say that. How old are you? No, no, we are not <laughs> doing that. And he goes, what are you, a lawyer? And she goes, little bit. I was the king of little bit for a while. Was she? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So whenever someone says to me, I go, little bit. That was my, oh, my last year, my undergrad, that was my that was my go-to for, like, everything. <laughs> I thought you were, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> So I loved hearing it come back here. That's funny. Um, yeah, I was worried about what the phrasing "I was the king of little bit" might 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 come back and bite me with. So uh, I'll just I'll just move on, shall I? <laughs> he goes, "No, that's not a line. You're wearing that dress like you're doing it a favor. That's a line." Me sitting there for the last two hours, that's not being able line. to take my eyes off of you, is a fact. There's a lot of beautiful women here, including your friend here, but I can't take my eyes off of you. This is a great speech. If that's not bigging up somebody and making you feel good. Because you're going... It's to, a line. What? What is? That whole thing is a line. Is it? Yeah, but it's, yeah. not like, it's not like he's not interested in her and saying it. He's not trying to... But, but as far as lines go, it's a great one because yeah. he goes over, he says, you're all beautiful, and even your friend is beautiful, but yeah. I still can't keep my eyes off of you. So he flatters the friend. Yep but still lets it known you're the one I'm after. Yes. Now, she has the right to refuse this advance. Absolutely. Which she does. Mm-hmm. But does but she use it later? his game is solid. Absolutely. Apparently, Ryan Gosling read a lot of how to pick up women sort of books in oh. preparation for this room. Oh, okay. Which is great. I mean, it's all confidence, though, isn't it? Isn't the confidence attractive? No. Oh, okay. Yes. I find this type, I mean, it's probably a personal thing. I find this type of like flirting, I'm going to come pick you up, disgusting. I think this culture, disgusting. Hate it. Can't stand it. Makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. So two thirds of this film, huh? incredibly uncomfortable because I'm like, maybe maybe if you wanted to, because it doesn't happen to you very much, Georgia, that's why. I'm like, no, I don't go out, so that's why. No, it's but not like, I can't put my there were like five voices going on all at the same time and you and i weren't talking liam i didn't know what was happening there <laughs> what just happened <laughs> we started a radio play <laughs> no I one was no one was suggesting that no but that's what men do not all men but some men do that like oh you don't like my advances because no you don't get anything oh that's no no, no, no that's, that's garbage though yeah, that is garbage. and i think that even 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 jacob in his character would yeah. do that if, if if the woman's not into you he'd move on like she's and this, this is a really hard acting job for for um, Emma Stone to do mm-hmm. because she is a little bit attracted to him. Yep. And he goes, are you attracted to me? She goes, no. And he goes, yeah, you are. Now, not only are you going to get away with that because she, I think we see that she clearly is. Yeah. Also, the movie shows us his walk and all that stuff so that we go, yeah, yeah, he's an attractive guy. Like The movie helps us get there. Mm-hmm. But I think if it was no, I don't want you, I don't think there's anything we saw in Jacob that would go, no, no, you keep pursuing and you turn that no into a yes. That was never any of his messages. No, no, but I just don't like... I'm. It's because this type of dating is we're going to have sex first and get to, each other, get to know each other afterwards. Right. And I really don't like it. Okay. It's not always about that, though, I think. I think well, it's that's just what getting, he is about all well, of the time. Well, yes, he is. Yeah, but flirting-wise... Back in the olden days when we didn't have the internet and stuff like that to to find people. Tell us about dating, Grandpa. Do you know what I mean? You you go out, you meet somebody, and not necessarily you'd feel a fizz with somebody. You would feel something towards a certain person. And if they felt the same fizz and the same feeling, you got together and you're flirting with each other to start with, because you don't know each other. That's a great thing. I like that. 
No, but I, also, I know, if no, somebody there's nothing wrong with it. I just but don't if, like if it's it. just one sided, yes. Okay, you know, so that's not that's wrong. You know? I don't think so. What I'm hearing, can I just try and wrap this up a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm hearing, I think, Georgia, is you can't relate to the two women sitting at the table who might want to be picked up. Yeah. And as a result, therefore, you can't engage with one of the key principles of the film, which is kind of this is the scoreboard by which we keep score in this movie is the success in this environment. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you for being able to articulate my very muddled up brain. No, I'm just going here. Here's the, here's the, here's the key, the, the, the key issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's sit on the wall and just watch the madness unfold. <laughs> I, I haven't, I could, couldn't though, because so, so are you as guilty? Film, so are you as guilty as Liam of putting yourself in the movie then? Not putting myself in it, but the morals and things that I evaluate things through. If it's a train spotting thing, it's just not as extreme. I can't access it because it's shut off to me because I can't understand it. It's like if it was a film in a different language with no subtitles, I physically cannot access well, the film. Okay. I, I, yes, I acknowledge if you don't know a language, there's no subtitles, we can't access the film. I don't, I don't see how that parallels. Because you can, if it's something you know nothing. Okay, so what if a film about some of the films no, okay, we've done that have been very. No, let, me, let me explain. Something, a film that we've done that's been very America centric that, that, that it's not set me up for well enough, I've not been able to access it as well. It's the same sort of thing. May I, may I, may I approach the bench? You can. But surely this isn't the first time that you've encountered this trope in a movie. No. So, okay. So I've never, going back to train spotting. I've never lived in a heroin den. No. No, me neither. But I've seen certain things in certain films and other products that let me go, okay, I think I have an, a working understanding of how at least the media present this concept. Yes. How the concept of a ladies' man, in his case, in this film was presented. And how we can understand how some men, especially if your wife just cheated on you, you might see this version. That's what this is not. This whole thing's about our two polar opposites. Absolutely. The family man who was always true to his wife, and you know what happened? She slept with someone else anyway. Yeah. Versus the guy who just doesn't see women as having anything in the middle, and how that might be a fun lifestyle to escape into for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Because you're hurt. And because that then becomes a way but that you can hurt. sort of reset. So, so as far as here's two very, very different characters who we have to establish them at their environments. Yeah. This has given me the counterpoint because the movie's not about him. The movie's about Cal at heart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's the lens that I look at it through is we have these two very different characters and they're going to, in a sense, they're both going to spend time in, in each other's worlds and we're going to have to debate about which one, who, who's the real loser. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, may I continue? You can. Sustained. Okay. Yes, that means I can go. Okay. <laughs> so, we are ready for this. Jeez. Um, she refuses to buy, to let him buy him a drink. He continues his pursuit of, lo- full of lawyer puns, which I went, he is really smooth, I think, in this. But he says, here's one. You're going to age, right? This is his last chance. Right? Yeah. I guarantee you'll never regret going home from the bar that one night with a guy who was a total tomcat in the sack, but I can't guarantee that you won't not regret it. She then walks out, and he can't stop watching her, and not in the way that he's, like, checking out her backside, in no. the way that there was something in, there was a spark in this. In, in this. Exactly, and you get that face-to-face with someone. I've got my notes. We are eight and a half minutes into the movie. Okay. At this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... Her friend really should be backing her up by leaving with her, though. Yes, but she's into him. Her friend sucks. I hate her. No, I hate her friend. Yeah. I think her friend's terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
driving the babysitter home, Jessica is staring at Cal, and Cal's like in another planet well, yeah, trying to figure it. his life out. Exactly. And Jessica tells Cal that if Emily wants to divorce him, she's batshit crazy. And she tries to tell him she's got a crush, but he's not even hearing her. And he literally talks over her, I have a crush on you, to say, please don't tell your parents about this. We want to tell them in our own time. And doesn't, because he's just thinking about, he even says David Lindhagen's name out loud. Yeah. Because he's, he's just running over in his head over and over and over and over and over again. Um, he's trying to process stuff. So he goes to the same bar Cal's usually hangs out at. It's the only bar in L.A. Of course. Uh, drinking vodka cranberries, which have a bit of a female tinge to it. Who drinks a vodka cranberry? Usually women. Yeah, I, I, I caught that. I caught that vodka cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he's lit in a way. So he's talking to this woman in a red dress about it. And he's saying, my wife is sleeping with David Lindhagen. And she goes, I'm really sorry to hear that. He is lit in a way that makes his face look long and drawn and full of shadow. Yep. And everybody else at that bar is bathed in this golden light. So yep. he looks unappealing and they look out of his league. It's lit so well. Would he really go to a bar like this though? Feeling the way he's feeling. He just wants to go. So he just, I think we can believe that he's going to go do something different than he's ever done before. I'm going to have a drink. I don't think he's going there with the goal of picking up a woman because he doesn't try to pick up a woman while he's there. No. He just goes for a drink. Um, at the office, Cal's boss comes in. Do you recognize Cal's boss? Cal's boss. He, this guy keeps popping up on the pod. I'm really surprised. So Emma Stone, 213 movies, one appearance on the pod. Yeah. This is Bulldog from Frasier. No, I didn't give him. Felicity said the same thing. Oh, did she? Yeah, she Bulldog said from Frasier. And I didn't, I didn't recognize him. It's his all. third appearance on the pod. Oh, my God. He was in Silence of the Lambs. He was also an enemy of the state. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't make you guess. I mean, if you don't know oh, who he is. Uh, yeah, I didn't. But Felicity knew who he was, he's, but I didn't. He's too uh, nice to Cal. Cal thinks, who told you about the divorce? And he went, divorce? And he starts laughing. He goes, oh, I'm so glad. Oh. Beth heard you crying in the bathroom. She thought it was cancer. It's all right, everybody. It's just a divorce. And they're like laughing, going like, oh, you'll be. he's like, yeah, just my relationship falling apart. I remember being in the middle of this. And everybody who's been through one, you'll go. And of course, you will. You will get through this. And that's kind of the message yeah. you want to give someone. Yeah, you do. But you don't want to treat it like it's nothing either. And I start here. Oh, it's better to have loved and lost. I'm like, no, stop with this BS. I'm dying right now. Yeah. I'm dying. And acting like it's not a big deal. Like my... Oh, it's just killing me in a way. But yeah, it's not because it's not a physical ailment. But man, this is the worst. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally felt felt this one here. Absolutely, and the irony in what he was saying afterwards. You know, with the whole this is only it's only my yeah, it's only my relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal goes to move out, so this is the scene with the U-Haul, and it's so desaturated. <laughs> it's funny because I don't even say U-Haul on it, does it? I don't know if it does or not. Yeah. It didn't. It was just completely. Um, and so, but they've stripped the color out of the scene. And it's really impressive because, of course, he would. And his wife walks up to him and she's out of focus and he's in focus. Or then she goes in focus, but he's not in focus to show yeah, they're just yeah. two different places right now. And Oh, hang on. I might have U-Haul written on it. That's the other one we saw, Holdovers. I don't think it had That's right. U-Haul on it, did it? It did, but it was in a different way because it was the 70s. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm getting confused. Um so, um, and so she keeps talking about 
Um, I think I'm having a midlife crisis. Can women have midlife crises? I think a, no, because I think she's reaching out. I do. Yeah. And I think all he can hear is David Lindhog and David Lindhog and David Lindhog because he's, he's met process. this guy. Yeah. And he's dealing with. So instead, he starts talking about the flowers and taking care of the flowers and what you need to do. And part of it could be he's just filling air, or part of it could be this is something he used to do. And so, look, you're going to have to know how to do this stuff. I think it's that. And she offers to back the U-Haul to the driveway for him, which is kind of emasculating. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she drove to the restaurant. You know, it does. You know, um, typically now for him to fall out of the car, he can't be driving. No. Uh, but it's a continuation of that, I think. And yeah. he says to her, he goes, um. Oh, she says, uh, the other day when I said I was going to be working late, oh, I didn't even work late. I went and saw a new Twilight movie by myself. It was so bad. I don't know why I did that. And she says, we haven't been us for a long time. I don't know what happened. I don't know when that happened. Do you? And he just looks at her and goes, maybe it's when you screwed David Lindhagen. And he just drives out. And it's a bit of a mic drop moment. Um, I think things were bad before then. I think if he if he talks to her, I don't know. I'm not sure it's over if he talks to her here. Yeah, I think she's reaching out in the car. Granted, she just said she wanted a divorce, but I think there's a chance to fight, and he doesn't do it. I think there's a chance to fight here, and he doesn't do it. But he's trying to be the good guy. But why are you fighting for? And his heart's broken. Well, he thinks there's an affair, and there's not an affair. Yeah, but you don't. He don't know that. Well, point. he thinks there's a relationship that she wants to start. Yeah. But he doesn't know anything different, does he? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. We see it as a, as a viewer. We see different. Um, but he doesn't know that. He, I would struggle. Well, I would too. Uh, and 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 I would be like, oh, well, he's taking this really well. He's taking it better than, than most men. Yeah, whatever you want, I'll leave now. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll take it that well. We go back to the bar. Cal and Jacob are sat as polar opposites from each other because they're polar opposites from each other. <laughs> looking at Georgia, who's looking off the oh, now she's looking at me. <laughs> sort of snarl a lip there. Are we okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, a friend comes round, and it's Bernie. And this is Bernie's second appearance on the pod. Now I judge him. Okay, uh, Bernie. He did look familiar. Is he a copper in something? I clocked him instantly. He's the husband of a copper in something. Oh. Go back to the winter of our discontent. Was he in three billboards? Not three billboards, but you're on the you're, you've got the right sort of character. Oh, like Fargo. Yeah, he's the husband of Francis McDermott yeah, yeah, and Fargo. Yeah. He definitely looked familiar. They live in their quiet little pedestrian life, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a good movie. He was like a house husband, and she was the one who went out and did all the dangerous stuff and all yeah. that stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie Dow's his entire drink. He's got the sweater vest on. He's carrying this little Macy's bag. As bad as Cal looks, this guy looks worse in the oh, bar. Totally downtrodden, isn't he? And he says, I'm not allowed to be friends with you anymore. And he breaks up with them. Which is stupid. Now, I think most, I mean, it, it's it, it's a movie thing. So I think when you have a breakup, I think a lot of times. People take sides. People take sides. Yeah, but you don't tell... Like, she's the one who wanted to split up with him. She's the one who cheated on him. Why is the best friend of them now turning around and going... You've got a, lo- you've got a lot it. of justice boiled up. Because here, I think... Is there an interesting thing here is that I'm looking at the movie as a movie. You're getting, like, skin in the game on this. Oh, Why is that? It'll be because the woman who is his wife will have been hearing for the last however many months from the... From what's her name? Emily. Emily. 
how unhappy she is and how Cal doesn't put any effort in anymore and we've been on dates and he just wears his whatevers and he's always got trainers on he just doesn't care about the relationship anymore she would have been hearing that for months doesn't yep. make him a bad so guy though no but she's on just a so, boring guy no but that means that she's on no you don't take your friend away from me do you you don't go oh I don't want you seeing him anymore you gotta I, I, again you, you're really got a sense of justice in this. <laughs> I, I was thinking the other day as I was driving home I passed uh, I passed a town yeah, had uh, you know someone who said, "Hang on, we've not infrequently, I suppose," but I had a breakup, and I think they've clearly gone with that person yeah. as opposed to this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, that's a that's a, that's a shame. Uh, I don't know why it has to be that way, but all right, I don't think that has to be that way. Nor do I. Uh, that's how I see life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but just because of our uh, whatever relationship I had with that certain person doesn't stop me speaking to that person or hanging out with that person. It's just that you both have same in common yeah. friends, but I've been dropped. I know. I know. I, I, so yes, it usually happens it, behind yeah. the people don't come up to you and give you a gift and say, here you go. This no, is the no, decision. No. It just, they just stop talking to you. I've been dropped too. Yeah. And, and, and I don't understand why I don't, I don't get it. Um, unless you're a beast of a person. Then. George, have you ever dropped someone because you were, uh, you couldn't be friends with both of them? I don't think so, but then again, I, see, I don't, I don't think, think I've done it. But yeah, I don't think I've known like it's, couples it's, it's, like that. Yeah, it's different if, like, for instance, if Ethan had a girlfriend, yeah, and we all became really good friends with her, but then they split. I'm probably going to naturally be because Ethan was my friend. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she was the new one in the group, so she probably would be the one who's out. That just makes sense. Yeah, but if they reached out and sent you a message or said, you know, whatever, yeah. I still wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't cut them off and no. be like, no, I can't talk to you because of because of Ethan. Yeah, and you'd have to be really bad for me to choose Ethan <laughs> over you, Chase. He loves your Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Not this week so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, You're a version of his younger self. Yes, there it is. Um. Oh yeah, then he leaves. About uh, the bar, right? A friend comes around with this, this thing, and we jump forward then to a couple hours, and Cal's going on about the long forgotten word "cuckold," and I wanted to go wait a decade, dude. It comes back. <laughs> what was the word? Cuckold. Cuckold. So cuckold's a word that really had a, a, its origins back in like Shakespeare's day. Okay. So if you're a cuckold, it means that uh, your, your wife is sleeping with someone else, with someone else ah. and you feel the horns coming through your head. Yeah. And that's what a cuckold would have. A cuckold would have horns. Uh, and she's made a cuckold out of me. Is that a mythical character or something? It's something, yeah. It's some sort of a classical um, image. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... <laughs> it's found a new... A new uh, it's found a new home. It's found, it's found a new home in the adult entertainment industry, I think. Cuckold. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. Um, so, there's a whistle, and Jacob's across the bar, and he calls Cal over, and he introduces himself... And he asked his friend, his, his female companion, to give him five minutes. Doesn't he beckon him? Yep. With the, yeah. And he says, can I let her buy you a drink? And he goes, I don't want to drink. He says, no, no, sit down, have a drink. And he says, yeah, he says, well, my wife's sleeping with, and he goes, David Lindhagen. He, he goes, how do I know that? He goes, I don't know. He goes, no, think about it. How do I know that? Something so intimate to your life. How do I know that? I know that because for two days, it's all you've been talking about. And you're badgering people with this loser story of yours. And he goes up to... Uh, to leave and he goes i'll have to take this he goes sit down he goes okay <laughs> um, why do you question why he's he helps him here over it's totally explained let me let, let, let me break it down as we go uh, through okay. okay 
Uh, he tells Cal, first off, <laughs> stop drinking through a straw on your drink. It makes it look like you're drinking out of a tiny schwanz. <laughs> I love the word schwanz in this movie. Schwanz. Um, he said, <laughs> I wish one of the was permission to speak candidly, sir. And I was thinking it. And then Cal says, well, I think you've already gone there. <laughs> and he goes, um, look, and he, and he cuts down his haircut. He cuts down his clothes. He says, look, I want to help you rediscover your manhood. He said, when did you lose your manhood? When do you think you lost a grip on it? And he said, I think a case could be made for 1984, which would be 16, 27 years ago. Yeah. Which is weird because that would be two years before he starts dating his wife. Wasn't that the American Olympics? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah. Lost his manhood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, He says, well, we're going to find it. And there's a promise that if Cal listens to Jacob, his wife will rue the day she gave up on him. And that's what this is. This is, I want my wife to want me again. How can you teach me to be that guy? Yeah, but why does he want to teach him that? Uh, we got to unpack it. The movie did tell you. Oh, hang. Well, yeah. Let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. Okay. Yeah, it he does. Goes, You're right. He goes, are you in or are you out? He goes, why are you doing this? And he goes, maybe you remind me of someone. Are you in or are you out? And he says, I'm in. And they make plans to meet, and then Jacob bounces with a pretty girl he's got. Mm-hmm. I see. I so see. probably do some other bounce-related stuff. Uh, the kids bouncy, come to bouncy, a new place, bouncy, and it's bouncy. every single dad's new apartment in a movie ever. Stark, dirty. The kitchen's on the right as soon as you go <laughs> in. There's one general living room, so yeah. we bedroom off to the side. Same thing in Miss Delphi, wasn't it? Yep. Robbie tells his dad that love sucks. And just when he's about to confess who he's in love with, Jessica comes by. Now, I know it's for a movie. Who invites the kids around to check out your old place and be like, by the way, I got to go out. <laughs> Here's the babysitter. Yeah. He's wearing far too baggy a yellow polo top. And I'm getting upset because I'm sitting there going, I like a polo top. And I'm now concerned that I'm not stylish. <laughs> um, maybe it's the stripes. Polo top. Are they the polo neck ones? Polo top is typically a short sleeve shirt, yeah, right? Yeah. It's got like two to three buttons here. Doesn't button all the way down, oh, but it buttons okay. here and it's got a collar on it. Yeah, it's quite yeah, yeah. distinct material. That's yeah, typically yeah, yeah. your polo. A typical polo might look like it's a rugby like fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can do it on almost almost anything. So what what's with the polo neck with the extra You mean like turtleneck? No, you know, like in like women tend to mainly have them in their fashion. Polo neck is like an extra bit, un, like an extra long neck. A roll neck. Yeah, but they call it a polo neck. I've uh, never heard This is obviously not, not my wheelhouse. Okay, maybe I'm getting confused. I'm not very fashionable, though. I wouldn't know. I'm sat here in jeans and a jumper. <laughs> is it a hoodie or just a jumper? Just a jumper. Oh, okay. Technically, jumper. it's a spirit jersey, which what? just means it's from a distinct brand that I paid at least £60 for. Okay. Wowza. Um, he's uh, he outs Jessica to Jessica that Robbie's in love. I'm like, that's a bit of a dick thing for a dad to do to his kid. It is really, yeah. Uh, but it's supposed to play with the dramatic irony that we know and Cal doesn't. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've okay, well, he he outs Jessica to Robbie. The sorry, Jets outs J- to Jessica that Robbie's in love, and I hate Robbie's hair so much. Yep. <laughs> He says he's taking a class. Jessica says, that's great, and you should try new things, even things you hadn't considered trying before. Ew. And she touches him on the shoulder. Now, we probably should say, in the United States, age of consent? Mm-hmm. 18. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wowza. Because she's 17, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be important for something later in the film. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, this a couple is... of things later in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but also just the fact she's still a child. So regardless, he's an adult. She's a child. It's yeah, not allowed. I agree. Just, just let me get where I'm going with it. Yeah. Um, Cal leaves, and Robbie instantly professes his love for Jessica. Now he's like badgering. Mm-hmm. So this is where I'm like, I ain't cool with this anymore. Like, you had your moment, you shot your shot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Nope. <laughs> okay, carry on. And then he, and then she said no, and and he's and he and he keeps going, right? He does. You're brutal. <laughs> Let's go to the mall. I Everybody miss them all. Come I miss them all. <laughs> Let's go to the mall. There's a Western fanfare with like trumpets and like the old West and all that stuff. Mm. And Cal comes up the escalator and moves from right to left, suggesting unnatural or backwards feelings. And the camera pans over though, and there's Hannah and Liz. And oh my God, Walter Jr. from The Office. Did you realize that Hannah's deadbeat boyfriend is Walter Jr., Andy Bernard's brother? I don't remember Andy Bernard's brother. Oh, really? No. Oh, he's great. This is uh, the singer, Josh Groban. Yes! I said that was Josh Groban. Yeah. I know that name. God damn it. He's a singer. You raise me up so I I climb on mountains. mountains. Maybe I'm just learning. I'm really not romantic. You raise me up. I am on your shoulder. Maybe I'm chronically single. You raise me up to more than I could be. Bum, 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 bum. You raise me up. No one cares about that's what we said. See, I, I, I you can't yeah. talk to the music. We're not gonna. Please don't. Like, like Randa said, please don't stop the music. What please you, stop that music. What were you saying? <laughs> so you have to listen back to it. Oh, gee. I, I knew that was Josh Groban, and I kept thinking, well, who's that guy? I know that guy, and I persisted. That was him. So who's the guy who plays Thanos? Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think it was the same. Thanos li- snap, snaps his fingers. You wipe us out. <laughs> Half the life on mountains. <laughs> um, now I just want to see that. Um, anyway, Liz made a reference to this guy earlier in the film, and he makes a toast to Hannah Banana's goodbye party. And I hate the Hannah Banana because it, it, it infantilizes her. Yep. Yeah, but also, I have issue with it later. She's gonna now. She's gonna go study for the bar, and Liz cuts off his toast. Liz sucks. Yep. It's like, all right, let's drink. So she doesn't work at this place. She's just there as a plus one for Hannah, and she cuts off this guy who's doing a speech in front of all of his. Co- no, Liz sucks. She does. She Liz does. sucks. She's not. Supportive. And I judge Hannah for having Liz as, as a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally there with you. Um. She might not be a great person. Uh, Richard suggests, so he intimates, and if you do pass the bar, there might be another special celebration with a very special question. Now, I think the movie makes us want to go down the, it's going to be a proposal. Well, they they want us to think that. They want us to think that. If you zoom, if you kind of play it back in your head, you go, that makes no sense. No. Only if you pass the bar will I propose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know but the they, po- they insinuate that for us to think that, so she thinks that. Yes. And that's why we have the disappointment when she has the disappointment. Exactly. Um, and then Liz nice shames him because he's just too nice of a guy. And just, you're going to end up with him? Like, How he's fine, but 
him. How can you? Uh, there's nothing wrong with nice. And then she, they're all on their phones, and yeah, it's a bit nerdy. But then she goes, "If you end up with that, what hope do I have?" And I'm like, "Shut up, Liz." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Back to Jacob. Jacob's eating pizza in what looks like a Hugo Boss advert. And Cal is late, and Jacob offers him some Sabaros. What's Sabaros? Well, Sabaros is kind of a running joke with Steve Carell. Okay. So there's an episode of The Office where Steve Carell's character goes to New York, and he goes, ah, every time I'm in New York, I have to come here. It's my favorite pizza spot, really authentic New York pizza. And he goes to a Sabaro's restaurant. Is that a chain? You find a Sabaro's in every food court in every mall across America. Oh, okay. So he goes to New York and goes for the most... Generic. Mass-produced, yeah, generic, yeah, yeah. not New York pizza. Yeah, yeah. While bragging to the camera how it's New York pizza. So when he comes up and Gosling offers him a slice of Sabaro's by name, I got to think that's on purpose. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it is. Uh, he's asked how much money he has for clothes before saying, give me your shoes and throwing them over the ledge. I knew he was going to do that. He says, are you Steve Jobs? No, then you have no right to wear New Balance sneakers ever before slapping them. And that's because that he is New Balance, exactly what it is. Yeah. New Balance are comfortable. New Balance are practical. But it's not even, if it was Adidas or Reebok or Nike, like none of these things, because they're exciting in some capacity. Yeah, new, new Balance have nothing exciting. Like it's a brand, yeah. but there's nothing exciting about it. It's the, it's the embodiment of everything Cal is. It's like Gap, isn't it? I own three pairs of New Balance trainers. <laughs> Do you? Yep. They are they're comfortable the and they are practical. I own. Right, but are you wearing them on date night? Probably not. Okay, I think this film would suggest not to. You don't, you don't have to listen to this film, but this film would suggest not would to. Would you wear heels on date night, though? Probably not, because if are, I yeah. need to get away from someone, I'm not doing it in heels. <laughs> hey, I've seen many a film where many a woman's run Let's away in heels. Let's say it's a third date. And oh, then I might. Okay, yeah. Not not first date, and you're like, is this person going to require me to flee? Yeah, yeah. You don't wear heels. Also, am I driving there? Not going to wear heels. You got two pairs of shoes. That involves changing my shoes in a car park. Yeah, far too much effort, especially for a first date. Are you worth that effort? Mm, don't know yet. Not doing it. Yeah, but you're already setting up to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just too optimistical. <laughs> Optimistic. Uh, yeah, that's the one. I'm far too <laughs> pessimistical, don't worry. <laughs> More feet shots. I've got my notes. Did uh, did Steve Jobs, sorry, the Quentin Tarantino direct this. And there's a great visual joke, though. You see a pair of shoes and then a pair of socks walk into the shop. That's this time from left to right, though, suggesting progress. Yes. So uh, 16 items can make a new wardrobe. But he says, do you have a credit card? And we just hear, rip. That's funny. You don't. You never see the wallet. You just hear it. You do, and you just see Ryan Gosling's eyes drop below the the lens. It's very kidified, I think. Oh, Velcro. if you're a grow, if you're a grown ass man in your forties and you have Velcro, do you have a Velcro wallet? No. Okay, good. <laughs> like there's something like you. Yeah, you do better. I feel like I should know that. No, jeez. <laughs> I have a very nice purse. Do you? Yeah. There's a shopping montage. There's a shopping montage complete with Cal opening his wallet next time proudly in Jacob's face. I like this montage. And he it's goes, can I, let's, can I see your wallets? And I don't, you know, I quite like a, a, a makeover montage, whether it's the yeah. Princess Bride. That's not Princess Bride. Princess Diaries, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, yeah. Name your film. I like a makeover montage. Yeah, me too. Yep. And so. That fixes everything. Well, I don't <laughs> fix everything. It helps you get into character. But he gets slapped again. 
uh, as they keep going around. There's a bit of a motif here. It's funny. And when shopping for jeans, he slapped one more time because Cal just wants to go to the Gap and Jacob walks out. And I'm with Jacob on this one. Yeah, me too. You wanted my help. Yep. We agreed that we would come here. Why are you fighting me on every single thing I tell you to do? He's helping you. I told you it was 16 items. Yep. Are we at 16 yet? No. And he goes, he goes, but he catches up. Finally, uh, Jacob puts his hands on his face and says, Cal, be better than the gap. Be better than the gap. Say it. I'm better than the gap. And he slaps him on the face and says, come on, let's go. Um, and Can you remember when that was like a big thing? What, gap? the gap? Yeah. That was like very 80s, wasn't it? Oh, really? 80s, 80s, early 90s. Early 2000s, man. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s, Old Navy into the Gap. Big, big, big. Yeah. I don't know what Old Navy is. Old Navy's owned by the Gap. Oh, okay. (laughs) Old Navy's kind of like a a younger, less expensive version of the Gap. Oh. Yeah, but really around 99, massive breakout. 99 to 2003, uh, Old Navy's huge. Have you seen the episode of Taskmaster where Mel, is it Mel Gadroich? I think it is. They have a camel and they were given a camel and they have to put the camel through the smallest gap possible. And she gets them (laughs) in 20 minutes and she gets them to drive her to the closest baby gap shop and takes it in and out of the baby gap and wins. Oh, that's clever. Lateral thinking. I love lateral thinking. Gift of the week. Um, so it says, what are you doing later? Oh, so he's getting, so he's having his haircut, which he desperately needed a better hairstyle. He looks good for Oh, him. he looks so good, but he's getting changed. And Cal asks this woman who's doing the haircut. I don't know why they have a changing room where he gets his haircut, but let's just, let's just run with it. Yeah. And he goes, what are you doing later? And she goes, I don't know. And he goes, oh, I know. And she goes, oh, okay, do you? At which point Cal's kind of doing George's inner monologue and going, that works. That worked. <laughs> And they look at each other and they go, yeah. And we get our first reveal and he looks good. He does. Cal looks good. He does. He looks younger. And he goes, she goes, would you sleep with him? And he's like, what? That's so. And she goes, yeah, probably. And he goes, what? (laughs) And then instantly he talks himself out of it. And Cal says, as soon as you open your mouth, you talk yourself out of it. And um, sorry, that was what Jacob said. Cal says, it's probably the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. And he goes, no, this is your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man a husband, and probably as a lover. <laughs> he went, you're right. That is meaner. That's but that's the message. That's pulling him down to earth. You lost sight of being someone your wife might be excited to come home to. Yeah. Doesn't, well, doesn't forgive it, but two no. things can be wrong at the same time. Yeah. That's the reason why the marriage breaks down. It doesn't justify the affair. No. Okay. <laughs> at the bar... He gets asked, what's your number? And he goes, it's one. And he goes, no, I don't mean how many of you slept with at one, at, this, at one time. He goes, no, it's one total. He's like, whoa. And he's like, why? He says, look, I was 15. You know, I, my wife's gorgeous. She can be both in, it's wildly sexy and unbelievably cute at the same time. Get ready to hear that again. Already starting to, you know, bring things back. And he says, are you ready? He goes, no, I'm not ready. And he, walk, he just goes, I miss my wife. And he walks up. And Jacob's just talking to his girl and has so much game. Mm. So much game. Even gets to high five him. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't feel like cringy. It's all right. Yeah. And then he says to Cal, keep her company. He goes to get a, goes to get a drink. And he tries to do, uh, he tries to talk to her and it goes so badly. <laughs> um, and so, um, meanwhile, he comes back and he goes, oh, so my name's. Cal, Cal Weaver, Weaver as in some show. I forget what it was. 
And he, so he comes back and he's, uh, Jacob's instantly like, oh, is he talking to you about what? Columbo again yeah. or whatever the show was? And he's just got these great ways to get back into the conversation. Yeah. And he instantly takes control of it. It's going to go, the conversation's once again going to go through me. He, I'm he going to direct it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a montage of uh, him talking up other women. And on the second or third one, he even uses the wildly sexy but unbelievably cute thing. <laughs> and you see from the side, there's a, there's Cal just sort of uh, outraged. Meanwhile, Cal's talking about his pet Mr. Bobo or a doll or whatever like that. I There's got to be a shot at the kid because the kid's last name is Bobo. Uh, it is, yeah. Then we have a string of let's get out of here moments, and then this beautiful woman comes towards Cal, and he's like, what's going on? And she's spotlit, and you're like, this is it. And then she produces the bill, and it's like $800. That's nuts. To be fair, it was like the last item was a $500 bottle of champagne. <sighs> like maybe we skip the champagne moving forward. Yeah. How good a job does Cal have to make this work? Exactly. Because he's got to take advantage. He's got to drop. So here's the question you're having at this point. Is he being used? It's my next line. What do we think here? Is he being used? I felt like he was at I think, that point. Like, are you, is any of this real? Or have you just tricked me into bankrolling your nights out? Is this a Toby Belt, Saran cheek moment? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where yeah, he's Saran yeah, Drew yeah. and yeah. Jacob's Toby. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Divorce for Dummies is being photocopied, and we meet David Lindhagen, played by Kevin Bacon. My Kevin first Bacon. question is, Whose Divorce for Dummies book is this, and why is she photocopying it at work? I don't know. Why would you photocopy it? Unless she doesn't want to be seen taking it out, or I don't know. I don't know. Wherever she works, why is this book laying around? Unless someone brought it in for her, but she didn't want to take it, but she's, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, except for just this moment where she's trapped and doesn't want him to see the pages she's Why doing. is she photocopying Divorce for Dummies when she just want to get divorced anyway? Well, she want, that's why. She wants, she wants tips. You don't have tips on how to get divorced. Well, apparently this book sells for a reason. <sighs> That's how the For Dummies franchise works. Have you seen the For Dummies franchise before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's literally how to. How, it's, it's, it's just a how. Before there were YouTube tutorials, which must have put these guys out of business, there was the how to For Dummies books. Well, you just be amicable, don't you? Well, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Again, Liam, I can't help but feel you're bringing your own little justice into the film. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the movie. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm on board with the dummy, there we go. There we go. <laughs> the dummy book. Divorce <laughs> uh, for dummies. So um, David comes in and Emily's been ducking him, even running away. And she goes, well, I did run track in high school. And David, I, I regret writing this down a second time, but we'll see how it goes. David's going to shoot a shot. <laughs> so you're such a child. This is a phrase, right, George? You shoot your shot, right? Yeah. It means you approach a girl and you and you go, "Hey, here's how I feel." Yeah, yeah. And she can. You're such a child. It was funny the first time round because it was about the same character. He keeps saying it. That's funny. He's an accountant who he says, "Hey, look, I'm an accountant." He's an accountant the shooting his shot. I'm an accountant who wakes up loving coming to work, and that does not happen often. I've asked other accountants. She says, I'm a Titanic. You don't want any part of this. And he goes, I do want a part of this. So to her, that was a fling. It was a one-off. It was... Yes. It was a... And so he's more. hoping it's going to turn into something. Yeah, he goes, yeah. look, I didn't, I didn't get into this hoping I could fall for a married woman. Mm-hmm. I was... It's it just happened. But now, if you're available, I kind of want a shot at this. Again, I judge her a little here, because she should make herself more clear about, you know... I think it's back to the, what she said, though. 
I don't know what I want. That's what she says at dinner time. Well, she's ducking him, so clearly she Because she doesn't know what she wants. Well, why would you duck someone if you didn't want them? Because she doesn't know she doesn't want them. So she, doesn't, say, she doesn't know what she wants. <laughs> she's not making it clear no, to him. That, we're, we're, we're back to the notebook. And you're going, what do you want? <laughs> it's not that simple. What do you want? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Gosling movies. just tried to shoot his shot. Is... See, I don't think David Lindhagen's a bad guy in this movie. I mean, in the sense that, I yeah, he's a, he's, he's a villain, and yeah, he, he slept with, with, with a married woman, but she's the one who made the vow and that all that. That doesn't make him a villain. What I would say is he's not a bad guy. He's just the competition. Yeah, that's it. If it was his movie, maybe we'd be more on, on board with this guy, but there's nothing, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, I yeah. agree. In, in the sense, Georgia, mm. what's your viewpoint on this? I think he's like Karen Fittipelli. Yeah. Yeah, it's not his fault he's not Pam. No, I mean, he's not entirely not accountable because... Because he's an accountant. That and the fact that he, when he when they slept together, he obviously knew she was married. Um, so there is a bit of something to that, is whether you... what Where your moral standpoint on that is. Mm, but, that's a grey area. Mm, <laughs> let's not relationships get into this right are gray now. areas <laughs> um but the, the, the i did figure out and this is what i wanted to say was that i he him kevin bacon yes is one of those people that i think is the same person as someone else it took me ages to realize it wasn't willem dafoe what oh he's much younger I, the hair's similar they look the same the hair's similar yeah you should see I you, like you should see poor things you won't see them in the same light again no Willem Dafoe's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Just as a tip. You know, is that Kevin Bacon? It's not. No, it's Willem Dafoe. It's, it's Willem, Dafoe. Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. The fact Willem. that guy, that guy Willem. Willem. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Yep. Yeah. If not, I say it quick enough, that sounds all He's right. not the friend. <laughs> he's Dafoe. He's had a good career. He's had some really oh. bad movies, but really great movies. And he's, he's the guy's still going. What was amazing was looking at that list of when Julianne Moore hits the top, tied for third. Yeah. Four. Do you know how many guys are ahead of that? Yeah, yeah Willem yeah, Dafoe's yeah. done like five films on the pod, and you wouldn't think of him as one of the most prolific ones we've exactly, had. Exactly, nah. nah, you wouldn't. The guy that always comes to mind is Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson, Tom Hanks will lead yeah, the pack, yeah, but then yeah. like Brad Pitt, Gary Oldman, yeah. Frank Oz, yeah. they're really high up there. Absolutely, I like Frank Oz. Waka waka. Um, <laughs> so in Robbie's school, we're learning the Scarlet Letter. Uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne. I've never read the Scarlet Letter. Is that some old book? From it's, it's it's an old American book that they, they always have to read. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When they said it, I kept thinking of like the Scarlet Pimpernel. No. Yeah. You ever see Easy A? No. That's based around the Scarlet Letter as well. Is that Emma Stone? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. There's that pocket full of sunshine, that one. Is that Easy A? Yep. She does that in? Yep. Yeah. She's so like, like, like yeah. She is likable. She's got such a quality. You know her first movie, Superbad? Really? That was her first movie. Wowza. And she's great in it. That's not a bad little movie. No, no, I, I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're learning the Scarlet Letter, but Robbie's texting Jessica and caught in class and is asked what he thinks about the Scarlet Letter, and he says, well, <laughs> you know, the A they're both wearing, I think it stands for asshole. Want to know why? Because they fell in love, and love is for stupid assholes, and this book's just about a bunch of assholes who fell in love, like assholes, then had to die, like assholes. <laughs> I'm sorry about all the assholes. This speech sucks. Yep. It does. But the speech sets up a half dozen jokes later in the film, which don't suck. Yeah. So. You forgive it in that way. I guess I forgive it. I think it's, 
The writing's not great, but the acting's not helping. That's the, this kid, this the kid's, kid's just here. That, he's not that great. This kid is the weakest part of a oh, strong ensemble cast. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Even even his sister, you don't get that much airtime, is bloody She's good. She is. She's good. Um, this causes Emily to be called into school. She apologizes to the teacher, whose face we don't see. Nope. Out they go. For good reason. And this causes, uh, and she says to her son, they're still making kids read the Scarlet Letter. You think someone would have written something better by now? This is my biggest pet peeve or one of them as an English teacher. Okay, what is... Oh, you're you still making them read Inspector Calls? Yes. Do you know why? Nothing good's come out yet? No, because it's a, it's, cause it's a masterpiece. You don't stop reading the masterpiece just because someone wrote something last week. No, true. Because we can see the impact this has had on society. Are you still making them read Shakespeare? What, the greatest writer in the history of time? Yes. <laughs> Did you bite your thumb at them? <laughs> I did bite my thumb, but not necessarily at them, sir. <laughs> well said. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I read of Mice and Men. I thought that was a good... Oh, mice and Men. hate of Mice love, and Men. Love Mice and Men, but they took it off the syllabus. I think you can teach yeah, it now. I no, think Time's changed. Well, I think it came off because they, they wanted to do more 19th century. So basically, a Christmas Carol re- replaces it for us. Oh, oh, far good, rather which is which is a great book, and great I book. enjoy teaching it. Yeah, but I think now with all the racial slurs in it, yeah, I think it's a mu- uh, society. Five years after that happened, society moved on anyway. So I think yeah, I agree. we used to do it for like year nine. We just dropped it down a year mm-hmm. and we just took it off and went, I just don't think we can justify it anymore. No. There's just too many. There's got to be another book that says something. It's a shame because I think it's a really good book. Yeah. But there's other things that say the same thing, but without all the racial stories. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. good book for teaching the basics of like literature techniques because they're very ham-fisted. Yeah, and it's circular narrative and it's all and sorts of things. Like, Here's the things you need to remember for yeah. passing your English lit yeah. exam. They all are featured in this. Curly's wife represents all women. Yeah. Candy represents all old people. Crooks represents all black people. You just, you, each person represents the demographic. Dead yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, But it's not very good. I disagree, but yeah. I don't like Steinbeck in general, so I won't fight you too hard. I've not read any other Steinbeck books. It sucks. <laughs> East of Eden, I think he did. I read The Pearl. Terrible. Okay. Um, so they have to go back to the office, uh, her office, where Robbie tells Emily that uh, Cal's gone out a lot, but he's also sad. And she says, oh, he said, but you're sad too. He says, am, am I? And she goes, yeah, I heard you crying. So I Googled mom crying in bed. He said, what did I do? He said, took me to a bunch of videos. <laughs> and she goes, those parental controls work at all? And he smiles at his mom and goes, they work for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> who's having this conversation with their mom no exactly yeah and she goes that's because you're a disgusting teenager i'm like this is just a stupid but conversation they didn't need to have that conversation the conversation that hit home here is that he heard her crying and that's a big thing to hear your parents yeah cry. They, they move on from that don't they they move on too quickly from that and so then she leaves and david lindhawken comes by and then he doubles back and he sits down to try to have a moment with the kid. Yeah. Now I'm like, you're overstepping here, man. This yeah, is not because she, 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 he doesn't have her permission to do this. No. And he sits down. And so Robbie gets up and hits the, uh, the air pumpy thing on the chair. <laughs> That's funny. It goes and he's, up, he's, he's, he's higher. <laughs> yeah. You raise me <laughs> up. <laughs> um, so Robbie pushes chair up and calls him David Lindhagen. And he goes, Hagen. And he's like, yeah, whatever. 
realize this in the end she winds up back with my dad he's the better guy than you are in every category and she still loves him he's not gonna give up my mom just like i'm not gonna give up jessica i'm sorry i'm not gonna stop sending jessica text messages that make her feel uncomfortable i was with him till the end until the ass bit yeah even Why if he went that? even if he went i'm not gonna give up on jessica i can live with that because he doesn't know who Jessica is. That's funny. Yeah. But the text messages make her uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, no. No, you, you're being specific. Her saying she's uncomfortable, yeah. that should matter to you. Yeah. She's explicitly said, please stop. This is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 So this idea, it's kind of a, the Ted Mosby effect from How Much Your Mother. I love How Much Your Mother, but Ted Mosby, I'm going to keep pursuing you until you realize how much I love you. Ew. It removes agency from the woman to say, I have mm-hmm. the right to say no. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've, I've had a really hard time. Most sitcoms I go back and watch over and over and over again. I've had a really hard time going back to How Much Your Mother, which I used to love that show. But that's because that's presented. The hard part for me is because he's the hero, supposedly. Oh, yeah. okay. And that's supposed to be romance. That energy is supposed to be the opposite of what Barney's is. Yes. Which is also not great. But now it's it's two sides of not great. It's like, yeah. no, just go somewhere in the middle, please. Yeah um on the way out he pulls up the pic his his mom had put the picture of her and cal down and he puts it up and puts it right on the desk looking at david that was funny and walks out at the gym sorry go ahead <clears throat> my 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 thing also if she was already thinking i want a divorce vocally say that to him why she still got a picture up of him and her she just forgot to take it down nah you think so yeah all right well she's yeah. also not sure about it is she, is she sort of why to say that, that to somebody then you want a divorce if you're not sure why be so specific because in that moment she does but the next moment she might not because she's trying to figure out what she wants is on the count of three just say what you're thinking so she did then we got away from her. liam stop <laughs> let the movie unfold <laughs> let this character think in ways that aren't you okay at the war at the gym (laughs) jacob's telling cal the war of the sexes is over we won and i'm like am i watching act two of barbie have i (laughs) have i jumped into this the patriarchy wins and the whole time he's talking he's naked and his groin is being masked by the back of cal's head oh i think it's a great i think it's a funny funny it is funny but and he goes would you put some clothes on please he goes why is this bothering you and he goes no he says cow my schwanz has been in your face for 20 minutes if this isn't bothering you we got a bigger problem okay it bothers me he goes i don't care and now we cut and they're in the sauna same shot though but they just changed locations and he goes look at me uh if you want something you take it i take what i want david lindhagen took what he wants what are you are you passing out he passed it out and he leans forward, <laughs> he leans forward and leans on him. <laughs> so his face has got to like land on his penis. Oh. I thought this was funny. How do they get past that though? How do they get past what? Well, I'm ruining the end. But I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the Karen. I think it's a, just a funny little thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you had something that you didn't like about the scene or something. <laughs> silly, in it? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Ryan goes gosling out. <laughs> re- re- remember that, like. Right now, we're still under the auspice that Jacob's right. But it's all going to turn on its head, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Well, no, I, he's not right at all throughout any of it. Right. I know. But we're d- uh, looking at things moment. through the wounded eyes of Cal still. Yeah. We're supposed to be doing that. Yes. At the moment, yeah. So we're, we're sort of doing wish fulfillment. Can he turn it from the ugly duckling into the swan? Yep. And so at the bar, Jacob thinks Cal's ready. They pick out a target. 
And he's like, I'm not ready. And he's like, yeah, I think you are. And he goes, no, I was, was here. You talked to women. I never did any. So what did you hear me say? He said, dude, you know, well, you always buy a drink. F- even, if they ins- even if they don't want it, you insist. And then what they're talking about himself, he says, not about themselves. Uh, not about you. Always about them. Never about yourself. And do I ask him to come home with me? He goes, no. He goes, no, you, you, you tell them to come home with you. And he goes, I just got me hugged. <laughs> and Gosling honks his nose. And you know, do you know why he honks his nose? No. Because uh, of the Bobo clown. No. Oh, don't know then. Because that's what Miyagi does to Daniel in the Gretikit. Oh, he does. There we go. Meet that was Kate. A slight, slight thing there, wasn't it? I completely missed it. Oh, what, the honk? Well, I just saw the honk, but I was yeah. like, I completely missed the whole Karate Kid thing. No. Meet Kate, played by. Marisha Tomei. Marisha Tomei, Academy Award winner, Mar- Marisha Tomei. Yeah, from My Cousin Vinny. Very good. Yeah. Uh, she's great too because whatever she does, I believe that she is that person. Oh, I love her! I think she's uh, a great. Actress. She is the. She you could argue she's the same quality as the greatest actor of our time, Matt, Matt Damon does. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, where when she plays a role, I lose track of being Marissa Tomei, and I'm just in on whoever this character is. Absolutely. And she can do slapstick. Yep. Uh, she can do you know this over the top caricature like my cousin Vinny. Yep. She can do serious. She yep. can do yeah whatever it is. And so it's her second appearance in the pod. Do you remember the first? Uh, the Spider-Man movie. No. no um, I voted for her as my, uh, um, 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 my best she, supporting actress w- for Was she um, uh, mob boss wife? I'm just uh, a used up piece of meat. Mm. That's right. It's WrestleMania week in a couple of months. Oh, oh. she's in that one, isn't she? Uh, can't remember what it was called. It's really just the name. The wrestler. That's it. Yes. Yeah, she's in the wrestler, which is great in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... She is very good in that. And I she, also like in a film with um, Robert Downey Jr. called Only You. Yes. And she's also great as Aunt Am. She is yep. very great. Um, so they walk up and they introduce and he goes, this is my friend Jacob who was just leaving. And Jacob goes, well, that's one way to treat people. <laughs> he goes, can I buy you a drink? And he's trying to do the whole thing. Grey Goose, two lines, am I right? She goes, I'm five years sober. And he tells the waitress, we don't want anything. Don't ever, don't come back. Don't come back ever. It's funny. And she asks him what he does for a living. And he goes, nope, what do you do for a living? She's like, I asked you first. He's like, I asked you second. And uh, they sort of keep going with this. And he goes, what do you do for a living? And she goes, fine. And she smiles and goes, I'm a teacher. And he goes, boring. (laughs) That's not going to work for me. Impress me. And uh, he's doing all the tricks, but his energy level's at an eight. Yeah, it's not. Whereas Jacob's always like a four. He's like, what do you do for a living? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, come on. It's more than that. Impre- He's smoother in the way he comes across. Impress me. Yeah. As opposed to, nope. <laughs> impress There's ways me. of saying things, and he's saying them wrong. And she goes, he goes, interest me, boring. He says, she studied at Oxford. He goes, oh, English people. And then she goes to leave, and he abandons the script. And he goes, I'm sorry, I'm so scared. He said, I was ready. I'm not muscled up on my wife or my kids. Or the yada, yada, yada. And she goes, and she says, you know, the fact that I think, she says, what are supposed to say? Oh, I was supposed to say you with a mix of incredibly cute, wildly sexy and unbelievably cute. And But then this happened, and, this, and he completely buries himself. And she goes, you think I'm the perfect combination of sexy and cute? <laughs> and heard nothing afterwards. Yeah. And then we smash cut, pun not intended, and they're in his crappy apartment. And he goes, so this is my crappy apartment. And she's getting off on his honesty. Every time he says something, she's excited by it. And Silver's an age joke that intentionally doesn't land. It's not supposed to land. And the fact it doesn't land might make it funny. <laughs> uh, there's a shot that homages or pastiches the graduate. Yeah, Which puts her leg up and she goes, what do you want to do with me? 
And he goes, I want you to show you off to my wife and make her incredibly jealous. <laughs> and that's the thing that makes her jump on him. And then we uh, then we cut to morning, and he looks satisfied, and she looks tired. <laughs> and we do a couple of jump Good cuts on. to suggest, you know, he's kind of on autopilot now. And he, she says, you got to call me. And he goes, mm-hmm. And then we go back to the bar, and now he gets the slow-mo walk in, and he is the ladies' man. And we have this kind of effect that it, it looks like it's just one steady shot around the bar mm. he keeps showing up in different outfits talking to different girls and leaving yeah it's different and, time and then it ends with a lingering shot on uh jacob who just sort of smiles at what he's created yeah yeah so there were there was one outfit that looked like from his ord wardrobe some green polo stripey thing but yeah there's a muppet reference georgia mm. did you see this no oh well jacob and uh cow are talking about their sexual successes and Jacob says, I was, I was with this woman last night, and she was, like, heckling me the whole time. He oh, said, I felt like it, I, I had the two old guys from the Muppets show up there. And he goes, Stadler and Waldorf. And yeah. I'm like, well, there we go. Points for that. So that's got to be at least five and a half points extra now. <laughs> and so Liz phones Hannah. That one says, the hot guy from the bar is here. And she says, she's studying. And Liz says, you should be studying the ceiling of his bedroom. She's like, no. She's like, you should let him put you into, uh, bang you into his headboard until you see God. <laughs> and she says, you should be studying the gentle curvature of his kibailas. And she's talking to the Hogan. Was that too much? I felt too much. The curvature. The curvature of his. We'll never know what, 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 was, what, what was curvatured. <laughs> A banana. His, no, it starts with a C. <laughs> cabana. His cabana. <laughs> collection of minifigures. His Corvette. Corvette. Yes. Curvature of his Corvette. They are pretty sleek Corvettes. Jessica comes home, <laughs> and now over here is a conversation from her parents that Cal's a real ladies' man. So she goes to school, uh, and so um, <laughs> she goes, look, I need to ask you something, but it needs to be a secret. And the girl's fine. My lips are, arr, 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 arr. <laughs> She says, what's that? Seals. My lips are seals. <laughs> Sealed. Um, she asked Madison how she gets older guys to see her as mature and not as a kid. They, they start by talking about bus size. <laughs> she says, but you don't really have that. She goes, no, I don't. She goes, all right, you got to force his hand. Basically, you got to send him a nude photo. And so there's a commotion in the courtyard, which draws everybody's attention. There's a red curtain, which drops when Jessica approaches it. How he knew she was anywhere near her. He'd been standing <laughs> beyond there all day. It's not even his school. Because he goes to middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when no fear. Go, hang on. What are you erecting this for? What are you doing this? What are you doing that? I don't know. Mm. Um, Curtains for him, It's buddy. Robbie professing his love, having marked himself with a scarlet J. She takes him by the hand and leads him off the ramp. I rewrote that three times. So there was nothing immature for Liam to laugh at. <laughs> he asks if she likes the scaffold. It took me like four weeks to make it. That's a funny line. <laughs> that is funny, yeah. I would like to see the people going... Someone's building something there. (laughs) (laughs) What's this going to be? Let's just see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) The principal's like, there's like a red presentation today. (laughs) How do I not know this? Oh, I can't wait to see what else happens. (laughs) For four weeks, they just let someone build something. Uh And even the, 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 she says, "Um, look, I'm with some other guy. You don't know him. He's older. And he says, you know, I'll kill him if he hurts you. She goes, look, I know, but this has to stop. He goes, all right. And the camera pans up to I love you, Jessica Riley. I don't know how she missed that. <laughs> uh, at the house, 
someone's mowing the grass at David's house, and we get the reveal later on that it's David Lindhagen. Where I'm from in Canada, in some in some places, a very old expression of mowing the grass or cutting the grass means to go after someone else's girl. Does it? It does. Oh, I didn't I know I heard that. this only once in my life. Okay, I didn't It was know. a friend I of mine. Didn't get that reference. No, no, because you wouldn't. No. Now, you can just go, he's doing a domestic thing. He's moved in. He's the new dad, right? Mm. But I am going, that's a little specific for it to not be correct. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I had a buddy who was talking about his parents and how his dad met his mom when she was engaged to someone else. And so he said, my dad was going to, he he was wet and cut some grass. <laughs> and then someone else referred to it like five minutes later and said, and so I was cutting some grass, darling, because he took someone else's girl when they were engaged or something like that. And that's uh, that's how I heard it and didn't think a thing about it until today. <laughs> oh, okay. When I was doing this. So there we go. Better see a man about dog. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, but even David Lindhagen doesn't look like David Lindhagen in this scene. He looks like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, yeah. he does not look like the character. He's, like, just full sexy Kevin Bacon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he look, he's got this, like, V-neck, which is always like a Kevin Bacon trope, a V-neck white T-shirt. And he looks over at Emily, and Emily's, like, licking her lips. And then he wakes up, and it's cow, and it's a nightmare. And so what does he do? Uh, pardon my continuation of a metaphor. He tends to his wife's garden. But do you think this was a lead up to what he said earlier when he said about the garden, look after this, you need to do this. You yeah, to agree. Yeah. And no, so he, he irrigates the lawn and he tends the garden. Have you heard of the five love languages? Uh, no. You have. Mm-hmm. I know you have. Because I think we brought is this it up a before. Shakespeare thing? Yeah. No, no, no. So the principle is, or the premise is that people express love in five different ways. Okay. And usually you have a primary love language that you give love and because it's the way that you most likely give love, it's also the way you more most likely to want to receive love. Okay. So let me give you an example. Uh, one of my gifts when I was right, one, one of my love languages and the five love languages are physical touch, mm-hmm. um, which too often men think sex. No, it just means the sort of, you know, being tactile, right? Yeah. Um, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So building people up. Yep. Saying, hey, sexy or hey, cutie or not even if it's romantic. Hey, buddy, appreciate what you did there. You're, you're a star, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel better already. But, but I see, there we go. <laughs> Quality time. So just, I just want to spend time with you. Let's spend time not doing other, let's just spend time together. Oh, well, that means a lot. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's three, isn't it? Oh, uh, acts of service. So like my- I made or, you dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Doing something. I did something for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last one is gifts. Giving gifts. Okay. So I saw this thought of you. Here you go. Wanted you to have this. So when I was younger, my big one was giving gifts. Oh, okay. I wanted, hey, I got this for you. Saw you, thought of you, had them disposable income. Let me give you this. And so I'd always get frustrated that my stepdad would always like kind of crap. Not crap. It wasn't like he was like, this sucks. But he would. I was like, why don't you make a bit? The reactions weren't big. Yeah. Like, I got some good gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was really doing like, yeah. But he doesn't want that. What does he want? He wants me to get up and mow, and mow the grass when I say I'll get up and mow the grass. Or he yeah, wants yeah. me to, you know, walk the dog in the morning, things like that. That's what he cares about. Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that one out. Cal's very much an acts of service guy. Yeah, he right? is. 
he gets up, he makes sure the garden's tended to. I'm going to do this. Even later in the movie, I'm jumping ahead slightly, but the whole pilot-like conversation. Yeah. Because Cal always did that. Cal was so busy taking care of the family and making sure everything got done he and making sure they got through the day to day. He forgot to make a couple of days special in those days. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think she wanted something else because that wasn't hers. Yeah. She wanted a little bit of magic. Maybe she wanted quality time, right? Yeah. I appreciate the fact that you're doing the lawn, but can we do something together? Together. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Like we used to go for date and let's make it a special night. She dresses up for the date. She dresses up for the date. He doesn't. And so he's a slob. He looks okay. But he hasn't made her the special thing. Yeah. All the time they're spending together. It's, it's just yes. what he's doing. It's just the next thing. And he fills up on bread and goes, oh, I filled up on bread. As opposed to, let's have this really nice night. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what that's all about. I think so. Uh, Robbie and Cow are playing catch in front of his new place. And he's like, hey, don't give up on your soulmates. He doesn't know it's Jessica, right? And he goes, why not? You did. And he goes, hang on, it's a bit different. And uh, he says, look, it's different. I'm a different guy now. He goes, you're not a different guy. You just got different clothes. Go get her back. And I'm like, that's a good speech. Let's probably put in the movie. And if he wants he's lost his thing. he's lost his way. We did say, remember, before he approaches the first set of women, he says, I miss my wife. Yeah, he did, yeah. And then we go to parent-teacher night. And he's sort of been redirected. You want mom. Go after mom. And Emily and Cal meet up in front of the door that they go to for the English class for the yet-to-be-unseen English teacher. Yeah, which is funny. And there's a two-shot, and the two-shot's broken by this. It's two chairs, and there's the, the in between them is the entrance to the classroom. So you have to keep them pretty far apart, which shows, again, how far apart they are. But then as they start talking a bit, you know, um they start shooting from behind the shoulder over the shoulder shots. Yeah. And that reduces the space. They look like they're right beside each other now as a result of this. She says, he, shot, isn't it? yeah, she says he looks great. And he does. He looks and fantastic. And she means here. it when she says yeah. it too. Yeah. Um, they joke. I'm glad we switched babies at the hospital. <laughs> that that other one's probably in jail. He asks how it's going with David. And she tries to express it's not a relationship, but can't quite get that out. Mm hmm. Again, be honest. Yeah, she asks if he's seen anyone. He doesn't lie, but I'm not sure he's being truthful. Yeah. He's not not seen anyone. No. But I think what he is doing would still be in the realm of what she's trying to find out from that question. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be be evasive. Oh, he's one. Well, technically, I'm not in a relationship, so no. I kind of go where he, I know where he's going with that, yeah. Um, but he says, I miss, he says, I miss you. Oh. And this is where it's just those over the shoulder shots. Yeah. And he says, look, I admit I got lazy and I got boring. And lazy. he acknowledges, look, you did something wrong. You did something really wrong. Yes, she did. But I should have fought harder. And it looks like they're right on the verge of reconnecting and the door opens and the English teacher is Kate from the bar. Yeah, Marisha Tomei. I did not see this coming. Did you see this coming? No. Yeah. No, blew my mind. So I'm like, what? Yeah. 
if you look, she's apparently if you look at the bracelet that writes the scarlet letter on the chalkboard, yeah. that's all you see is the hand. It's the same bracelet she wears to the bar. If you're really paying attention, they do show you that. Yeah, they do show you that. They do show you that. Yeah. yeah. I I prefer that I didn't know. I love the fact it, I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, but I I, I did see that. Yeah. Um. She goes, so they're having a hard time at the start of the meeting because clearly Emily figures out they know each other but can't figure out where. And so Cal says, can we just focus on Robbie? Yeah. (laughs) She goes, fine. Why don't we focus on Robbie? It was the clip from the start. So the the word asshole. (laughs) As in someone who tells a girl he'll call her but never does. Asshole as in someone who uses honesty to get a woman into bed. Asshole as in a man who allows a woman to go downtown for 45 minutes because he's nervous and she hits the word nervous, nervous so yeah. well yeah. and then of course emily um emily played by julia Emma goes oh no steve Carell's the only person in this scene who does not have an academy award oh i'm not pitying him but i'm going like this is a good scene with a good set of actors it in the room. is it yeah. is it is but i don't I, yeah when i said oh i mean i don't think he would he upped his game because of these oh i th- I disagree. I think Steve Carell's an excellent actor who went down the bankable role early in his career. I think Steve Carell's fantastic. When he does something serious, yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be a while to get there mm. because he found success doing the funny. Yeah. But- then he got bored of the funny and wanted to stretch his legs. Little Miss Sunshine, Crazy Stupid Love, yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Short. You never saw Big Short. Big Short's great. He's in that. He's great. I have seen that but a long while ago. Oh, he's very serious in that. Yeah. Um, so there we are. Because um, he's nervous. I said, Marissa Tame is great in this. Here's the thing. He whispers to Emily, she's an alcoholic. <laughs> As they leave the conference, she shouts it after him. I'm sober five years, that asshole. Was funny. And he confesses to Emily, he slept with nine women now. Nine? And she takes it badly and goes, wow, you showed me. And I'm like, hold the phone. Yeah. You don't get to judge him for the means he took to get over the, the, the infidelity. Yeah. And the pain. He's processing. Yeah. I'm not saying we go high five, you're a man, but you, of all the people who get to judge him, she's not the one who does. He wasn't trying to brag about it either. He, he was says, being I, honest. He says, I wasn't trying to show you. I was trying to move on, but I don't want to. You've always been the only one, and he's almost got her again. And this movie's so good at making you think, here it is. Yeah. And then from behind the two of them, violating the two shot, we get, uh, we get Kate who goes, he called me the perfect combination of sexy and cute, asshole. You use that line. And uh, first off, she would be fired. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then she goes, who are you? And she storms off and he goes, I'm your soulmate. And then it starts to rain. And it's, he goes, what, what a cliche. And I'm like... Does saying that forgive the cliche you've just done? No. no. I don't think so. <coughs> no, not at all. We cut to a celebration. Richard is toasting Hannah's success. Oh, before this, we also found out that they are both been in contact with Nana, and Nana's worried about them. So someone's parent is concerned, just as a frame of reference. Yeah. It's funny how everything's just sliding into place right now. It is. Richard's toasting Hannah's success, and he says, I've got a question I want to ask you. And she looks so ready to say yes. Mm. He would like to formally ask her if she become a permanent lawyer at the firm. And Hannah's stunned and says, I thought you were going to propose for some reason, and I'm a little thrown. He goes, wait, wait, hang on. 
I need some time to think about how I feel long-term about us. Now, because we've been hitting Liz, the joke here is to go, you, you, you need time to think, which is what Hannah tells him. You need to see if this is worth your time. I'm like, hold the phone just for a moment. He has the right to go, do I want to marry you? Yeah. I don't care if he's out of your, if she's out of your league, you have the right to go. Is this worth my marriage? You do. I was up, I was on board up to the point where he starts talking about this. Mm-hmm. I was on board with him going, you know, because he didn't know that she wanted him to propose. Yeah. Right. So I think I thought she took it bad, but we've got to see a different side and have the audience on his, on her side go to him to go, well, I'd, I've got to see how I feel about you. Well, if you're in love with someone, you don't need to feel, show how you feel about somebody. One day you are going to get married to them if you wish to get married to them. Um, well, how long's the relationship? I think that's the other thought is we don't really know. We don't really know, but do we? If, if he's willing to make her a partner in a law firm. He's, like just been, he's been authorized to offer. No, he's not making her partner. That's what he says. No, a permanent lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. A partner means you can't be fired. A partner means yeah. you're the big, big, big boss. He's not a partner. No. He's just been authorized to execute the the decision to hire her. That's they, a really weird way of doing it, though. Like, well, it's, 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 it's a, this movie's got to move. Yeah, yeah. And they set us up to want to hate him. Did you see the cake on the him. table? It's a giant banana. Oh, is yeah, it? it was yeah. a giant banana, yeah. Um, and so she starts drinking random drinks. She thanks him for the job offer and then walks out with intent into the bar from the rain, approaches Jacob, grabs him, and kisses him. And the song in the background is electric guitar and sexy. And he asks if he remembers her. He does. Still find me attractive. He does. Still want to take me home. He does. Let's go. And she pulls him by the hand. And it's not, again, how she would, asks to a degree. But then, how would that play out if that's the other way around, though? I think based on do you still want to, do you still want to, I think it plays out fine. Okay, that's cool. Because he, she's yeah, getting yeah, consented I, every I step. Agree, I yeah. agree. I agree. But some of this would say different. Oh, I would challenge them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, his place, we've not been shown this yet. He's loaded. He is loaded. Loaded and lonely. Uh, he makes them a couple of old-fashioned. I want to have an old-fashioned one, just to see what it tastes like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've never had one. If I was thinking, I would have got stuff for it. Oh. The problem is you got to buy, like, a whole thing of brandy. I'm like, I don't drink brandy. No. No. <laughs> so that's the problem. Maybe we could find some little brandy... Little, you know, those little ones. Yeah, I, I don't want a pre-made one because you still got to have. That's not part of the process of yeah, making yeah, yeah. the cocktail. Making it, yeah. yeah. I thought it was whiskey. Don't know. You can take a look. Maybe. I think old fashioned brandy, but I could be wrong. No, I might be wrong. I just say there's an old fashioned. If Hermes was here, he'd give us he a twelve point lecture on it. <laughs> Jeez, he'd make one on screen for us. You know which one? Which one Hermes is, right? He's the. <laughs> There we are. Um, she's very nervous and is so she drinks whiskey. hers. Oh, is it okay? Mm-hmm. And then drink. I say whiskey. I have, and then cool. drinks his. Or sometimes brandy. Oh, okay, uh, there we are. Yeah. A world where I can sometimes be right. <laughs> Ian is mostly Some, sometimes right. Yeah. Hashtag Ian. Is or sometimes Ian is sometimes right. always right. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> um. So she drinks hers, drinks his. She's very nervous. Is narrating everything. She says she's. A, he says she's adorable. She goes no. I am R-rated, and it's going to be R-rated tonight. And I know how the PG-13 version plays out, and that's with me drinking too much, falling asleep, and you cover me in a blanket. But I'm here to bang the hot guy from the bar. And she tells him to take off his shirt. And the song ends. 
and she he takes off his shirt and she goes, "Fuck, seriously? <laughs> it's like you're photoshopped." That was funny. And just now, what? Now, what's your move? He goes, "I don't have a move. What's your move? What's your? I don't have a move. What's your move?" Finally, he goes, "Fine." I worked Dirty Dancing into the conversation. And she goes, "What?" He goes, "I know how to do the move from Dirty Dancing." And once the women hear that, they want to do it. And once they do it, they want to have sex with me. And she goes, that would not work on me. And we smash cut to, I had, had the, the time, time of my life. life. Who's responsible for this girl? No, I never felt this way before. Never felt. I've got my notes. I, I love intertextual references because it's everybody so who's seen Dirty Dancing gets an extra kick out of this. And uh, oh, that's ninety nine point nine percent of the population. I think you're overstating that now. Really? It was twenty eleven, dude. Uh, when did Dirty Dancing come out? Uh, Eighty seven. I huge amount wouldn't have seen that. Oh come on, that's still a classic, isn't it? There's a difference between a classic and hoping that if you're someone who's young. Right? Okay, yeah. And you've got the entirety of media behind you that you have the option to see. The question is... Why have you, you seen Dirty Dancing? Do you go back and check out Dirty Dancing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you or is it more likely that in a... Now, not in 2011, but in 2023, four, in a world with TikTok and Instagram Reels and all this stuff, have they experienced just pieces, like just the lift yeah. in something? So almost in meme or gift form as opposed to you know, actually seeing the whole movie. Do you know, I've done this. Lift. They would never know who's responsible for that girl. <laughs> Back in college, I did this lift with a girl called Hannah. Banana? No. Okay. But, um, we tried to see if we could do it. And it's more where you have to grab the hips and that's the pivotal. He's point. pretty low on her pelvis. Yeah. yeah. You have to be pretty low and they have to commit to going over because if they hold back, you can't, they have to literally go further than they feel they have to go. Yeah. It took us a whole afternoon to do. While, My arms were knackered. While rehearsing for the scene where he picks her up in the in the, in the the air, dirty dancing style, Emma Stone didn't realize she had a phobia of being lifted high up until the first time Gosling did it. She had a full meltdown, which Gosling described as like a possum falling out of a tree and trying to scratch her eyes out. Afterwards, she ran away crying and had to lie in bed watching Labyrinth to calm down. Her phobia came from when she was seven years old and fell off the high bars in gymnastics and broke both her arms. They ended up using a body double for the lift, but they did record the. But they used the recording of Stone's real screams from rehearsal. Oh, um, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know about the screams, but I did know about this little fact because Felicity told me this oh, okay. while we was watching it. Yeah. Uh, it's a very long shot, and the only bit you get where you see you it do. is when, when, last bit, when she, she just comes down a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, That makes sense. She asked to go to the bedroom and is impressed by his pillows. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. <laughs> I, was quite, I was quite happy with that joke when I thought of it. Dirty pillows. Yeah. Uh, what did we say created that? Talk. What did we say created that? Was that, in Austin? Was that originally in Austin Powers? Or did, we say, did we figure out? No, it's King. Huh? It's Stephen King. Stephen King, that was it. Yes, yes, yes. We determined that Carrie was the, the launching it's point the of that. Of what a crazy thing. <laughs> um, and so... Crazy thing from Stephen King. Uh, oh, so they have to, they just start talking. Like, they're making out, but they stop and they talk. And as they go on, it's it's less making out and it's more talking. Mm. It's what she was 
Frights D. And they find out if he, she finds out he's got one of those ridiculous massage chairs because he buys a lot of stuff from the Home Shopping Network. <laughs> and she says, can I sit in it? And then we have the smash cut to like this. It goes from a sexy bedroom to like this like poorly lit fluorescent lit, lit uh, garage. garage. And she's in the, the, the chair and going, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Which is why he signed it twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, in the garage. He goes, so he says, rather than, so rather than, Rather than have sex, they stay up all night talking. And he says, I'm wildly unhappy. He says, I'm trying to buy happiness. It's not working. They talk and they laugh. And what we have here then is intimacy without sex as opposed to sex without intimacy, which is where I'm ho- they hope that people like Georgia who go, I don't like what this movie's about, goes, uh, oh. He wanted what Carl had. What's the person we think is supposed to be Miyagi in one way, yeah. actually it's going to go the other way back. Yeah. It's that life they're going to want. Yeah. And so um, he says, would you do me a kindness? She says, yes. He says, ask me something personal about myself. And she goes, and then we bang? And he goes, yes. Then, <laughs> But then she says, so we talk about his mother and says she's beautiful. She's vain. She's smart, but you, there's this negative tinge about his mom. Mm-hmm. What about your dad? He was very sweet, probably too sweet, too soft, too sensitive. Now, thankfully, I know an English teacher pretty well, and he told me that the use of the adverb too, it's, it's judgmental, right? But it's just an excess of, which is natural thing, but, but it is a judgmental yeah. thing. And so he's too sweet, he's too soft, he's too sensitive. I think the implication here, I'm not sure if it's ever said explicitly, but I think the inference can clearly be made. Dad kills himself. Oh. And that's why he's up late at night. That's why he's that's doing- That's why he helps Cal. That's why he's doing the ladies' man thing, and it's why he won't let himself be attached to a woman. Yes, but he, he's also- Yeah, yeah. That's why he's helping Cal, isn't he? He's, he's, a, he's, he's yeah, his father. Yeah. He's a, <gasps> he said, maybe you remind me of someone. Yes. So I think this is the this is it takes a while to get there, but this is the reason. And it's also the reason why you want to have a, a proper relationship with a woman. Yeah, because look what happened to dad. Yeah, because you open yourself up, and if you, and if you don't have that wall up, then it breaks you. And so I'm going to make sure that's not me. So he he does the opposite. He 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 uses women. Now this is the fault the fault of his ways. Yeah, but you can see there's a backstory here, and I actually like the way it comes out. I, I think it's really well done. Mm, there is. So um, he ends up falling asleep, and she covers him with the blanket Aww. and kisses him. Turns She turns the R-rated guy into the PG-13 guy. <laughs> and so then we have a thing. Cal won't answer Jacob's phone calls. And he goes, if this is a Miyagi thing, I'm not getting <laughs> That was funny. He tries calling Emily, but she's on a date with David Lindhagen. Why? He, he goes, I'd love to take you to the ballet. She goes, oh, you go to the ballet with me? He goes, I didn't say that. He said, I'll drop you off. I'll do something else. Oh. And then I'll come. No, he's funny. And it's charming because he's, he's, not, he's not a bad guy, Liam. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but if she want him, then why is she going out he's with not David Lindhagen? She doesn't Because know. she just found She's out that he slept with nine women. Yeah. So what? He just, he just embarrassed her at parent-teacher night. Oh. So it seems like he's moved on pretty hardcore. So fast. Hey, Teddy, you're still the one. You, I still love you. But he also then we found out he slept with nine women. Yeah, they weren't that's together then, were big, they? Yeah, but that's quite a big. There's not just like one or two. That's nine in because what of, we it, think is maybe what. Because, because it also of weeks, means like remember he slept with one no, woman. It, it means a couple of weeks. it means that she slept with. It means that she slept with one man as well. There's something about a blip in senior year, but I think <sighs> it's still the idea of it. Like so, she's two. 
And then to find out he's nine, including the teacher. So, you know, who else do you want? You know, it messes up stuff at school, messes up stuff. Throughout. So she's going on a date because the guy, now remember, it was cut from three hours down to an hour and 50. Mm-hmm. So there's other stuff and there's something else. I think there's a missing scene in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't begrudge her for going on the date because she's hurting. But she didn't want exactly David Lindhagen. It's exactly the same reason he's sleeping with other people because they were both hurting. It's, it's exactly the they're same not talking logic. to each other. So in the vacuum of talking, you try and find other ways to make her happy. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Uh, I'm confused. Oh, I won't do that. Again, Liam, this isn't you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the subtitle for this week's pod. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're right. I get too invested. You don't. do? I, <laughs> I never go like, why? Does, no, no. Maybe, maybe I should sit on the wall a bit. Because different people react in different ways. I'm joining you on the wall, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> um, and so... Um, I can't promise I won't jump off that wall. <laughs> Yeah, she's on a date with David Lindhagen, which totally every woman would do, and it's total. No, I'm joking. Um, he goes, I'd love to take a bad lesson. He says, he asks her out for sushi. She goes, I hate sushi. He goes, so of course we'll never go there. <laughs> He's charming. I do like he him. Is, I yeah. do like him. Yeah. They kiss on the doorstep, and the babysitter opens the door, and I don't get her game here. Because actually, if she wants to end up, if in her mind, she wants to end up with Cal, yep. isn't this a good thing for your plan? Yeah, absolutely. Because if she's with David Lindhog, and you know who she's not with? Cal. Cal. Exactly. But anyway. Um, she hates her because she's hurting the person that she loves. Jessica then goes in the detail to, um, they try to cover and go, thanks for the work on the spreadsheets and all that. I'm like, okay, if you can't have that conversation that you're on a date, then you can't have the date. Yeah. Yeah. To the babysitter. If you can't go look around, if that, then yeah, I do think there's a judgment there. Um. Jessica goes to the idea about her kids are the only ones who want to stay up to see their dad. And then out of nowhere, she goes, batshit crazy. And she's like, <laughs> and Emily's like, what? I don't understand this. And she goes, no, I don't want your slutty money. <laughs> she's like, funny. slutty money? And um, they keep shooting Jessica with handheld cameras. She goes home. Robbie is biking across town at the same time. She takes a bunch of photos with the insinuation that she's naked and puts them in an envelope. Robbie has repurposed a bouquet. And if you look at the card, when it gets picked up, it says, give me a chance. David, David's been crossed out. Yep. And it says, uh, Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. So at some point he's given her these flowers. David's given them to Emily, Emily. And he's sort of not worn her down, but it's gone. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you a shot. So I, there's a scene where these flowers show up uh, after parent-teacher night yeah. and before the date that explains that flowers, in a little bit more. She comes back in, doesn't she? After the date, she puts them down on the side. Oh. Yeah, yeah she does. She has so, them on the date. Oh. Yeah, she does. Oh, right. He picks them up from, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> in fact, he just crosses his name out on his own. It's funny. That's good enough. Yeah. I found flowers I gave him Back at the house, Cal's still, still tending to his wife's garden, but uh, he gets to see her with the kids having ice cream. This lovely family moment, and then she phones him, and he can see her, and we see her from his perspective through the door. It's beautifully shot again. Oh, I like this scene. Uh, and she phones and says, oh, the pilot light's out, and he walks her through. All, and he knows she's lying. Yeah. And she's faking, oh, yeah, I see it. All oh, that worked. Okay, I thanks. I fell for this hook, line and singer. Yeah, and she's just gone on a date. And she, is this the same night? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, yeah. And she comes home and goes, that's not what I want. Yeah. I want this. Um, there's a phone call from Jacob and Cal. Um, 
Oh, well, he says, like, he met this girl. It's going well. I want to meet up for a drink next week. And Cal blanks his old friend Bernie because he's doing something to the house. That was funny. Uh, Jacob calls because well he's into some girl, and he's meeting her mother that day. Mm. And he goes, yeah, be yourself. You'll be fine. Back to Jessica's house, and her mother finds the envelope for Cal with the naked picture inside. Meanwhile, Emily comes home, and Robbie's there to blindfold her. Um, Jessica's mom comes downstairs and finds Bernie and gives him the photo without any thought or con- or context. I'm like, this ain't cool. No. I, you got to sort of yeah. cushion the blow here a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he might not have wanted to see his 17-year-old daughter naked, naked and posing in a and, sexual manner. Yeah. Because yep. that's an image you can't get out of your head. Yep. And then sees the photo is for Cal. And there's a great shot, though, as you look down, you see that she's on the floor. Yeah. Just doing her homework or something like that. And Hi, then Daddy. looks up at him. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. And she clocks instantly what's yeah, happened. she sees the envelope. They all <clears throat> run out. Two cars are heading over to Emily's house. Um, I thought it was an inconsistency at first, but said, hang on. I think he told Bernie he'd be at Emily's house at Lowe's which is the name of the store they were at. Why are they getting into cars? Because I thought they were neighbours. No, they're not neighbours. They're, oh, okay. they're just friends. Oh. Uh, there's more shots of feet coming down the back steps, and there's a reveal shot in the backyard for of Emily seeing Cal, who's made a windmill and a crazy golf hole. That was nice. Referring and back to their first time. He talks about their first date, and it's... Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Which is almost like word for word. This is what happens in Modern Family. They start singing, and then someone starts narrating over it. And I'm like, this is weird. Um, he says, well, if we're going to do this here, we might as well. Oh, so uh, she says, you want to do this one of the kids? He goes, yep. He goes, if you're going to do this, you may as well wait for our daughter. He goes, she's here. And we saw Molly running around. He goes, no, our other daughter. And then. Emma Stone walks in and goes, hello, and my brain explodes. I blew my mind. I'm like, what? You should have seen me. I sat on the edge of that city going, what the I hell has th- just happened Not here? that I go into movies looking for big twists. That was a hell of a I twist. I definitely, once you did the one with Marissa Tomei, yeah, 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 I am yeah. not expecting this. Me either, me either. I blew my mind. Oh, I was like, this is uh, insane. <laughs> I'm trying to play catch up going, wait, hang on. This means, oh. Uh, do you know the best bit, right? Felicity didn't give a, away one eye. Oh, good for her. It was, uh, it was literally just like, oh my God. George, do you remember your feelings towards the reveal? I mean, I'd forgotten about it anyway, watching it again. So I was like, oh, yeah. But then, like, you look at Emma Stone and, her and, and Julianne Moore. They look, yes. they look, they look similar. Very, very similar. It's Why did I not impressive. make that, that, that call? And I think he. Like, and that link. The idea that there's this link between them being really intelligent, right? Yeah. Really intelligent, but also, you know, she's. She wants to be sexy, but it's like you're more cute than sexy. He's like, don't call me cute. Oh, no, it's so, all it's ties all in. Like this film's incredibly well written. It is. It is. It is to structure it in a way that has this payoff not once but twice, and yeah. then the Hannah thing lines up, yeah. and the, the Nana, Nana thing, Nana, and Nana, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nana, you always think is a reference to an older person, you so you do. discount it. Yes, but then when it comes up, it lines up. And I shown you with the banana. And he said earlier, I was speaking to Nana. Why would you both speak to one of their parents? Yeah, it's brilliant. 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 Um, Jacob asks uh, how math works. And he says, hey, we had a kid at 17. He said, you should tell me that. Callan says, they break up right now. She goes, daddy. He goes, please don't call him that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I imagine is a reference to their own non-PG-13 related life. Yeah. Um, And then, so then we have like 
It's almost like the Rocky Horror scene where they all just say names. This woman goes, Cal. He goes, Jacob. She goes, Jessica. And, Rocky. And then, and then, and then they get tackled out of no Because now Jessica. So they say Jessica. And that's our introduction, but they're in the backyard now. Yeah, yeah. So they say Jessica. She comes. And then you see a tackle Rocky that tackle. happens. And uh, Bernie tackles him and goes to strangle him, but Jacob comes to his defense, just takes off his ring and punches him. That oh, no, was, not yet, not yet. He oh. just he just comes to his defense. Bernie grabs the, what are those things called on a windmill that go around? The blades. Blades, is that it? I guess so. Okay. Oh. Off the windmill, and Jessica reveals that Cal doesn't even know she's in love with him. Because I'm like, this does get cleaned up pretty quickly. Like, this is a pretty big charge we got coming our way here. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even know about the naked photos, and then Robbie reveals that he's in love with Jessica. And then out of nowhere, David Lindhagen shows up, and he's yeah. like, you left this in my car at a date. <laughs> and so that's when uh, Ryan Gosling takes his ring off and punches him in the face. Uh, he goes, who are you? I'm David Lindhagen. Punch. Cal grabs <laughs> Jacob. Funny. Cal grabs Jacob and says, stay away from my daughter. Bernie grabs Cal and says, you stay away from my daughter. <laughs> Um, all the while, Spando Ballet is still playing in the background. Um, and I'm wondering, ready for this? What's the name of the song? Um, this much is true. It's called True. 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 This is where they all find out the truth. Yeah. Isn't it? This is the scene. True. And the women just gather, three of them just gather together and just look on in disgust at what's gone on. It's funny. And then we have a cut to a lineup shot, which was very similar to something they did in Little Miss Sunshine, where we edit and we just go to the, all of them lined up waiting to be talked to. The cops are there and says, which one of you is David Lindhagen? <laughs> and everybody except Steve Carell goes, Hagen. Hagen. He won't say anything. Yeah. The cops say, if you're going to fight, do it inside. Keep it in the family. And Jacob stifles a laugh, and Cal says he'll kill him. Bernie gets Jessica, and they leave. Cal tells Hannah that Jacob is a lowlife and a womanizer, and Emily says, that's ironic. He goes, excuse me? I'm 100% with Cal. I'm 100% with Cal. Really? Yeah, she calls him a womanizer. She goes, excuse me? Why does he become a womanizer? That doesn't mean he didn't do it, though. He 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 tries on multiple occasions to redirect back to Emily. Multiple occasions. Right. He never, he was a happily married man and never would have slept with anybody else for the rest of his life had things not changed. Oh, I see him. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with Cal too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, when she says that's ironic, she means you're a womanizer yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, he's not. No, no, no. <clears throat> no, no, you're right. He was trying to process. Yeah, yeah. He, he maybe got it wrong in the process. He is not a womanizer. Yes. No, uh, he's not I'm, a womanizer, but like you can He slept with some women. He's not a womanizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, with, I'm with Cal and you, yeah. Uh, he forbids her from seeing Jacob. She refuses. He says, then get out of my house. Emily says, it's not your house anymore. He goes, yeah, you made damn sure of that, didn't you, sweetheart? I'm like, oh, this, this feels very real. Yeah. Jacob and Hannah leave. Cal tells David, she's all yours. David goes fantastic. And as he walks, and as uh, Cal walks by Emily, she goes, nice. And he tells the kid, go big or go home, right, bud? And Robbie says, Go home, Dad. And I've got my notes. I don't know what Cal did wrong here. And I guess it's the idea that she loves him. Yeah, but that's not his fault. No. But he's also 13, isn't he? And not thinking. He's not thinking straight. Straight. He's like, you know, my dad's my enemy here. Yeah. Like he said, tell me who it is and I'll kill him for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fallout. Robbie deletes Jessica's number. Jacob tries to get, get Hannah to call her father. 
Robbie refuses to get a ride home from Cal. There's that shot when he comes out of the middle school <laughs> and he takes the bus instead. Yeah. And then um, Cal's in the bar snapping at everyone and Jacob approaches him. And we find out that Cal's been missing work. And he's like, I got vacation days. And Robbie's eighth grade graduation is next week. I'm like, that's clunky exposition, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we also said that Cal hasn't been around for Robbie. And I'm like, hold the phone. I just saw a scene where he was outside, wanted to give him a ride home, and Robbie walked the other way. Screw you, movie, and screw you, Robbie. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't stand Robbie. Um, Jumped up a little shite. He says, he's not my biggest fan. He thinks I stole his soulmate. And Jacob confesses to being in love with Hannah. He says, tell me about it. Tell me how much you love her. And he says, look, all of a sudden I was trying to make Cal more like, I was trying to make you more like me. But the truth is that I need, and he stops, but I'm guessing the line was going to be, be more like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Cal says that he's seen and known too much, and it's Hannah, and she's too good for you. And he says, you're right. Cal says he's never going to give Jacob his approval, and he goes, you're a good dad. <laughs> he walks out. Graduation day, Cal sees a spare seat beside Emily and Hannah and thinks it's for him, but then Jacob appears out of the frame and sits down. For some reason, the babysitter and her parents are there? Yeah, why? I'm like, no, that's the most unrealistic thing about this film. There's no way they're here. Um, And then to introduce the first speaker is Kate Tafferty, the the, the English teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah, At which point, Molly, the little girl, goes, she's pretty. (laughs) And Emily goes, ugh. (laughs) That was funny. And she introduces Robbie, and she's very good at it. And then, can I just say for a moment, I totally disagree with middle school graduations. I don't think they should exist. Okay. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you saw that was a thing. I had a grade eight graduation. Oh, okay. You know how hard it is to fail grade eight? Like Hard. Infinitely hard. Yeah. You have accomplished nothing. It's just a tick. You made it through four years. Well done. Yeah, it's yeah, an attendance yeah, prize. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. a graduation supposed to be... Well done. You made it through something. Yeah. This is the end of something. Not the end of this. No, this is the end. From here on in, we all go different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember arguing with a teacher, and the teacher went, for some students, Ian, this will be the only graduation they ever get. And I went, that's the point. The point is you get the reward for doing something worth rewarding. Not because we're not going to give you one, so, er- we're gonna give you one earlier just because you won't get the one. Just because they're going to qualify for the later one. Can you just graduate then? Can you? Well, how, I, I don't understand how that works. Because we... No matter how bad you are in school here, you still leave and you go. You leave and you go. I guess the difference would be it's kind of the way the system works in the sense that you find out where all your grades are way, way after the fact. And there's nothing that stops you from moving on from year to year to year to year to year. But Just, we'd never repeat. But you guys, don't ha- you guys don't have a graduation ceremony here. No. No. So in Canada, I'm assuming America's the same way. We do, <laughs> we do a credit-based system. In order to graduate high school, you need so many credits. So, so many modules, so many courses you've passed. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it was 30 was the number you had to have. Wow. Over four years. Okay. So, you do 80 a year. So, um, yeah. And so, and so many had, you had to have, five of them had to be English. Four of them had to be maths or something like that. Two of them had to be science and so on and so forth. Oh, and okay. as you moved up, more of the choices became yours. Yeah, yeah. They're called electives. But you had to have 30. And if you got your 30, you, you, you graduate. And you can do it at an advanced level, general level, basic level. So you have to choose the difficulty, per se. Yeah. But you had to have 30. And that got, you, that got you a high school diploma, which meant you basically had a comprehensive set of skills. Oh, okay. Because you hear about, in America, how they repeat years. Yep. Uh, how many years can you repeat? 
Uh, well, reading a year is usually more of an elementary school thing. So when uh, I said how hard to the graduate grade eight, like you could be held back a year for like, yeah, they just ain't getting it. Oh, okay. You could, but that's very rare and used to happen more at the very, very early years. I don't think it happens at all now. Oh, okay. Because that would be something, something would have gone wrong with the students' individual requirements and how we didn't meet. Or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can still fail, of course. Um, one of the greatest things was I showed up for my grade nine history class. Which then I was told, this is sociology. We have to leave. And he said, why are you leaving? I said, we're here for a history class. I said, this is history. They said, but you just said sociology. He said, it is. Basically, he just decided on his own volition, F that, I'm not teaching history. I'm going to teach sociology. And we all just stick around for it. Wow. Oh, it was brutal. That is. Like, if I, if I knew then, what I, what I know now. <sighs> but uh, there were these, this, all of us were like 14. And there's these three, like, men in the back corner who were like 18. <laughs> who just need one more credit to graduate. Yeah. And they're there just getting it. And that was the biggest, like, don't foul this up for yourself message ever. Wow. Because I don't want to be like that guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to repeat a year or repeat a course or repeat a class. No, no, no. I will I will do enough to pass. Thank you very much. Yeah, we don't get yeah. that over here. No, it's something that I would change. I would change the credit-based system. Mm. Because if you can't master what year eight English is asking you to do, then why should you go on to year nine English? You should do year eight English till you can do what year eight English wants you to do. Yeah. That's my perspective. I don't think I did too bad. But um, where are we at here? Graduation. Graduation. Marissa Tomei has just had her speech. Yep. Robbie's speech is that growing up sounded good, but it's all a scam. And love is the biggest scam of all. And there's no such thing as one true love. First, someone should have vetted the speech. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get, stop. And then he goes, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. And so he goes up to the podium and he goes, <laughs> the kid asks him, what are you doing? He goes, what are you doing? And he starts to speak, and Kate flips him the bird as was, he starts to do it. That was funny. He goes, here's the thing. My son's graduation speech sucks. It's not a joke. I don't know where he was going with that, but I think we can all agree it was going in a pretty depressing direction. It was. I met my soulmate when I was 15 years old, and my dad gave me a hard time. I told him I'm going to be going on a lot of dates with a lot of different girls, and that was the first time I ever lied to my father. And he says, my son used to believe in grand gestures of love and soulmates. And in essence, it's about keeping going, even when it all looks lost. And he says, look, I took my wife out for a mint chocolate chip when we were 15 years old. And I've been in love with her every minute since. And he goes, we might, we might not work out. I don't know. But I'll still love her. So he goes, I still love you, Emily Weaver. And he jumps in. Oh, I think the kid jumps in first. I still love you, Jessica Riley. <laughs> he goes, and I still love you, Emily Weaver. And he goes, I loved you since the first time you changed my sister's diaper. And I'm like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And I loved you even though you came into my room when I was doing stuff under the covers. <laughs> and he's going, oh, stop. So he goes, I'm not ashamed of it. There's difference not being ashamed of it. Yeah. And I'm going to make everybody have to listen to this yeah. through a graduation commencement. Yeah. Uh, after the ceremony, Cal makes up with Jacob because the runtime's almost over. He says, take care of her, and they do a handshake, and then he slaps him. Which was funny. And then Hannah goes, this is going to be fun. And he goes, this is going to be fun. And then Cal slaps him again. <laughs> Robbie goes and looks for Jessica, who's framed perfectly in the crowd. One last chance to talk about the uh, cinematography. And there's a two-shot. He says, you were a really good babysitter, Jessica. This is a strange thing. Mm-hmm. sorry if i made you uncomfortable but he says i'm gonna play the long game because you like my dad and pretty soon i'm gonna look like my dad 
Jessica gives him a graduation gift to get him through high school, and she gives him an envelope. And we can all infer what must be in the envelope. Yes, and that's wrong. It is wrong. Here's why I brought up earlier age of consent is 18. Because if age of consent is 16, she's now sexually legally of age. Yes. And he is not. Yes. If she's 17 and he's 13, they're both minors. Doesn't make it okay, but it's less egregious in some capacity. Can you you get on board with that? Yeah, Yeah, I suppose so, but it's still disgusting. I don't know what the deal was because I remember remember seeing this and going. It's not necessary. It's so weird. I remember seeing this this and going, oh. You really need that. And then now you're like, how the flip do you do this? Yeah. But as a society, we obviously went, this is okay. <laughs> I don't know. The whole situation of that seemed weird. The I whole, don't know. The whole storyline. But you know. Robbie is speechless. I've got my notes how different the world is. Robbie is speechless. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. Robbie waves to Cal, who is joined by Emily, and they both agree the kid's haircut sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Emily says, it's been a hard year. Kyle goes, how so? <laughs> she takes a minute and i'm like funny. this guy's my spirit animal uh emily says she's still glad he bought her the ice cream he says me too and i'm like yeah you have kids this shouldn't be a nah. even if you guys are fighting like cats and dogs yeah, yeah. you should be glad the relationship started because you got the kids absolutely and we end with a shot on the kid looking at them and he walks out of the frame and that's our movie who decided this was the kids movie it wasn't why does he get the last shot yeah it wasn't have a last shot be the two of them have them walk off in the same direction and different directions. Have them just stare at each other and go to black. I don't need the kid. Nope. Burns it. I don't need the thing. Burns the end. It's almost like in this last or, two minutes, you pivot and you tell me it wasn't. Because it was Steve Carell's movie. Yep. All the way through. And now you go, it's the kid's movie. Or yeah. even if you're going to do it, if you don't want it to be on them, have through Steve Carell's point of view, see Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling eating ice cream. Like, how nice is that then? Yeah, because it ties circle. it, it goes well, around. Yeah. You, to, you don't need I, I think, to have the kid involved. I think you have no. to end with the open-ended nature of, okay, we're not telling you. You can have your own theory. We can, you'd infer, can't you? But, well, regardless, here it is. It's them. Make yeah. up your own mind. Yeah. Black. But speaking of make up your own mind. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now, Liam. We need a random word, buddy. Photo. Photo. Because that really pissed me off. <laughs> Photo, yeah. Photo, okay. Uh, mind you, as a 13-year-old kid, I'd be quite happy with that. But anyway, <laughs> looking at it from a legal standpoint and how we are. It's so weird. Now I'm looking at it going like, how do you do this? It's, but it's, obviously when it was made, yeah. I don't remember anybody making a making a big deal about it. Well, I don't remember it, so. It, it jarred Yeah, me. it's such it a strange me. thing. Yeah. The, whole, the whole situation between her, him and Jessica, why that was so out there and so forward with it, I didn't, I didn't get why. It's, to set, it's, it's all to set up that big fight in the backyard. That's why that whole thing exists for. Well, then that's stupid. Oh, I think it's a really funny scene. It is a good scene, yeah. but, but just to set that There's up a way. That. I think if I gave it a fresh coat of paint, there's a way you can rescue that. I don't do the photo. Yeah. Definitely don't do the photo. But why give it to the glad at the end? I don't. Now, technically, she just gives him an envelope. Yeah, but we we all infer. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> she gives him a rile. Yeah, he looks at something and his eyes go bulging out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's. I I can't even get my head around it. No, me can't either. even do it. Nope. Can't sit here and defend that. 
Um, let's go ahead and take a look here and go. Random word was was a photo. Money, money, money. Fifty million dollar budget. What's this take home? Ooh, two hundred and fifty. It's a big hit. Four twenty. Wow, that's huge. Eight times its budget. You said it was a big hit, and I remember it being big. No, I said it was a big hit. I was just laughing at George saying oh, 250 cents. Oh. That's a big hit. Oh. 145. 145. So probably with with marketing and stuff, it makes a, it makes a nice little profit. Not huge. It's it not, makes a little not, profit. It's not, yeah, it's not going to be a crazy stupid love too, is it? <laughs> you wouldn't want one. <laughs> not everything needs a sequel. No. Uh, awards. One award. Uh, Golden Globe nomination. Cinematography? No, Best Actor, Ryan Gosling. Really? Yep. Oh, he's excellent. Don't give me, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But going up against everything else he's done. Yeah, but he's not up, He's not going up against everything uh, else he's done. Well, I know, but I mean, I thought remember Steve Carell was... Remember at the Golden Globes, you get you split between drama and comedy. Oh, okay. So the pool's always really thin for comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. How many times has the name David Lindhagen said in this film? It said 17 times. 12. 19 times. Oh, close. Who would you cast as who? Uh, you as Cal. Yeah. He's your spirit animal. He's my spirit animal. Um, Georgia can be Hannah Banana. Yeah. Hannah. Meg's. We'll try and de-age her a bit. She can play Emily. Stop being mean to Megan. <laughs> Hashtag be mean to Megan. It's don't be mean to Megan. Let's be consistent with it. <laughs> Dude, it's not branding. It's a genuine comment. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to get through without saying it. <laughs> um... There we are. Uh, Not everything has to be a t-shirt. Ethan, Ethan's got. Ethan, <laughs> is a t-shirt. Ethan's gonna be Bobo. Hey, hey, Ethan's Ethan's helping you there because I he's not making any of these t-shirts. I'm asking him to make. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a look and go. Um, Ethan's got to be the kid, right? Yeah. Who does that make you? Are you are you Ryan Gosling? I'd take that, or I'd take David Lindhagen. Oh, you'd be a good David Lindhagen. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, um, did this film have a villain problem? Uh, In the sound, I'm okay with it. Doesn't really have a villain. It's no. moving pieces. It's the idea of who David Lindhagen is, not who he really is. Yeah, David Lindhagen's a good guy. Yeah. But as the guy who breaks up your, your parents' marriage, that's... Yeah, that, that that that's a negative. She's the villain. She's the villain. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, what is the story? Oh, whose story is it? I, I'm. It's not the kid's story. It's nah, it's 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 Cal's story. Cal's story. Yeah. yeah. And I like how um, Jacob sees in him what he wants. You can argue me as both of them, and we watch them switch you, sides you and back it, again. The yeah. Youngness of it. Yeah. You mean argued him? He did. Um, what is the story here? The story here is that true love triumphs overall. Yeah. Or at least true love's worth fighting for. Maybe it's that. Providing that's consensual both sides. Yeah. Because true love doesn't... Yeah, we don't want to be... <laughs> your wife leaves you, never stop petitioning. No, no, you probably you probably should. It's got to be consensual both it's sides. Got, it's got to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're getting resistance, you better stop. <laughs> Saying role of women, Georgia. Hmm. It's probably really quite strong, isn't it? It's just a bit. It's it's so tainted by this storyline with those two kids. At least it is. This whole film is so tainted by that. 
and it makes me upset. But otherwise, I think it's quite good. Because they both, all of the women in this film have got agency, which is nice. Even if it is like a romantic, this is what we're pursuing type film, it's it's still quite good. Yep. I'm trying to hit myself. I mean, Hannah's great. Yeah, her friend sucks. I'm glad that when she got a boyfriend, Hannah's yeah, one of those. Friend I'm glad Hannah's one of those women who gets rid of her friends when she's in a relationship. <laughs> Hannah, you can't fault really. Hannah's uh, great. No, Hannah's great. She's she's great throughout. Hannah's great. Uh, and the mother to be. I'm fair, okay with Emily. Emily's Emily's apart from the whole uh, David Lindhagen thing, and then not being clear at the beginning. You do. <sighs> I don't judge her as such. I just... It feels real, doesn't it? I yeah. Think that's the, it feels like this yeah, is a yeah, genuine yeah. relationship that has broken down and he's not realised that it's broken down because he's still just doing everything the same every day. Whereas she's going, yeah. I'm trying to reach out, nothing's working. In desperation. I'm shouting into the void. Sleeps yeah, with yeah. someone yeah. else. And then it takes that for them to for her to go, why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. I do and feel... the declaration of a divorce is what makes him tips him over but then she's going can we try and make this work can we can we can we and he's hasn't obviously hasn't processed any of he's that hurting and he's going out hurting. there trying to do something else because you know what he can't get out of his head that david lindhagen and that she slept with david lindhagen yeah so I, he's got to replace that i think that the the emphasis on divorce was too strong for this movie i think i should have been separated Let's separate for a while or do well, something like that. Well, they haven't divorced. She just wants a divorce. Yeah, but that, that sets it up. Because to me, when she says divorce, she says it so defiantly. It's not a wishy-washy thing. I want a divorce. Yeah. You've made up that mind. That's and then okay. she backtracks. And that's okay. That's okay. Liam, people are allowed to change their minds, dude. Why say divorce then? If you Liam, don't mean again, it. again, 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 because oh. lots of people say lots of things without really. This is this them. is this is Emily's story. It's not Liam's story. It's not Ian's <laughs> story. It's not George's story. It's Emily's I didn't stand that wall very long, did I? I, I no. jumped off that. Wall. <laughs> <laughs> you got back into your armored tank and trying to break this wall down. You're, you're like you're like Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye bashing yeah. through this. Perrier cams going everywhere. <laughs> oh, I don't God. like Perrier. <laughs> uh, other big questions. I think we've tackled it so here's a question for you george i think i got your answer so is is the deal at the end which is a giant problem mm. is it so far gone that we can't that you can't um appreciate the film outside of it or does it taint the whole film i think it i think it does taint the whole, whole film but i think also i'm just very cynical at the moment so this film's message is just not resonating with me so okay. I'm struggling to, I think that on top of the like envelope stuff yep. is just a step too far because talking about it and like just listening to you talk about it is maybe go, okay, I can appreciate it. I have missed these details because I was so blinded by my own mm-hmm. like version of what I'm watching. So I can appreciate that it's a much better film than I gave it credit for when I watched it. Um, But it was just not, you know when you have to be in the right mood for a certain film when you're watching it? Not the case when I watched this one. If I watched this when I was like happy and whatever, like in a really good mood, and like watching it going, oh, this is great, I love this, I probably would have really, really enjoyed it. But when I watched it, I was tired and sad and emotional and overwhelmed and all these things. So the negatives like were much more clear than the positive things. Yep. Uh, best character time. Liam, what do you got? 
My favourite character is Hannah. Hannah? Yeah, because she's the one who doesn't really change herself throughout and she's a nice throughout and she sees or been told by her peers and friends that you know pg-13 is bad well actually you know we're all different we're all you know be your best version of yourself and if that's pg-13 then be pg-13 because that r-rated person who's out there ryan goslin the jacob character um actually prefers pg-13 and you know Likes a little bit of R-rated later. <laughs> but, you know, be yourself. And that's what she was throughout. And so that's a good message. Yeah. Georgia. Hannah. Um, yeah, I think Hannah's my favourite. I think she's... I don't, think, I don't necessarily think she's the best character because there's some... Like, the characters of both... Um, most realistically written character, I think, is probably Emily. I think her the writing of that the creation of that character as a fully fleshed three dimensional human being is very very good. Um, I think some of the stuff with Cal and some of the stuff with Jacob is a bit too. I'm in a movie, which obviously they are, so it's okay. They're a little bit too. They go a little bit too far on either ends of the spectrum. Whereas that is a very very real, believable character that I think you see in Emily. Uh, but yeah, my favourite character is Hannah. I think that's who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, what about you? But not a lawyer. I don't want to be a lawyer. Me, my favorite character is Cal. Um, I think he's he has to be the everyman. He has to jump on board. And I think we can all relate to, or a large number of us can relate to a relationship that maybe we took the relationship, if not the person, for granted. Mm-hmm. One where maybe you look back and you go, maybe I should have tried harder. At this yeah. point, maybe I got, I got a bit too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then the chance of going, hey, I can relate to the idea of going, hey, I didn't get, I found out at this point. I knew, you obviously knew at a certain point. I, I wish you would have tipped me off. I think there would be something to that. And I'm sort of watching that. And it's easy for me to place myself in his shoes. And you really have to because he's the sort of straight man through which all the crazy stuff happens around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think Steve Carell's just really strong in it. He is very strong in this, and I don't like Steve Carell as an yeah. actor, but in this, he is he is good. Uh, best moment, best element. Back to you, Liam. Oh, the best moment for me was that shocker of an ending. Finding out that Hannah's his daughter. Re- and, reveal number two. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, that hit me like a wrecking ball. Yep. I sat on the edge of the settee going, oh my God, what just yeah. happened? You know, that, what a... Wow, it, I didn't see that coming at all. And I should have done, like like Georgia said, you know, the red hair, you know, with Julianne Moore and with Emma Stone. Yeah. There's similarities there of the, the parent and child, you know. And I didn't see it. Yeah. You know, I, I look for clues. I see things and I, I proud myself on seeing things and I didn't see that at all. That blew my mind. And like I say, Cinema photography, cinematography yep. in this film, on point and amazing. Georgia, I really like the sequence when um, Hannah's with Jacob for the first time. Mm. That whole like sequence at that nice. night is really good. When like in the like the smash cut between them talking about the massage chair and then her like being sat in it in the garage, um, and the. Um, just the writing in that scene I thought was really nice as well. You've named my two scenes. Um, 
I do want to say on a side note for Steve Carell, look at the difference between when he's playing shy with the women versus that montage when he's confident. And it's yeah, two different guys. Like absolutely. the guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'll go with, I guess I'll just go with the cinematography and writing. I'll just sort of give shout outs to those things, the technical sides of it and go, um, you know, yeah, it's a strong ensemble cast, but the writing took us to a place where you set up not one but two great reveals. That backyard scene yeah. is chaos, and I love right. it in the way that I love the dance scene in Little Miss Sunshine, where it's like, how many more other layers can you add on to this? It's, mm-hmm. And then Kevin Bacon shows up, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> and they all start punching each other. I'm Something like, this is great. Yeah. Uh, but the cinematography throughout is so intelligent and helps tell the story. So, yeah, one, one of those situations. I also want to – are you finished on your – Yeah. Okay, the only other thing I did like was the bit when he's in the garden and he asks about the pilot light. Yeah, it's a cute scene, isn't it? That scene, that was so heartfelt because he could see that she just wanted to reach out to and him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, call me whenever. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Because um, he's still there taking care of his family. They don't yeah, know it. No matter what. And you still... know what? It never is revealed. No? Never revealed. No. But he's just there taking care of his family and that's part of his gig he's a provider right he's like i'm gonna make sure my family's okay yeah whether i get the credit whether they even know it i'm gonna do it yep okay grumble i have a feeling it's gonna we're gonna have a a similar vein but let's go ahead Uh, a little cameo grumble liz fucking hate it oh yeah not a fan (laughs) of liz but my biggest gripe we've said it all the way through here is the photos the uh the masturbation, uh, we didn't need to Oh, know. I don't mind the masturbation thing. Well, the way that you hammered it on afterwards, okay. I didn't think needed to be said. It's, um, it's weird. That's the inciting incident that drives this romance, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, the, fo- the photos of... Um, and then giving him the photos at the end. I know we don't see it, but... No, 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 you're right. Yeah, 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 absolutely it is. It is. Absolutely. It is. I just think that was a storyline that just... It did taint this film... I do like this film. If there's a woman on the writing staff, that last part does not happen. It, no. no. It, it, it taints the film, it does. You can't help it. Georgia? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I think it's just unnecessary because this film is just as good, I think, without that storyline entirely. I know you don't get some of the setups, but I think there's other ways to write into them. Some of this writing, like you said, is very clever. There is no need for it to go down that route to get to some of these places. But... I, I get why they did, and I know why they did at the time, because that was a fully acceptable route to go down, but like, it just makes me uncomfortable now. I think you can do the whole scene without the picture. You do the whole movie. Just don't do the picture at the end. Yeah. Give him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. I'll see you in a few years. It's not going or, you know, look, look, No, look not up, even that. Look me up in a few... I don't know what the deal is. He says, because I'll... You know, a few years' time, I'll come She goes, all right. Whatever, whatever it might be, I don't know. Didn't even need that. But just, you know... They, that's that's that but the the pictures uh, you said it before when it came to jacob in the bar i'm gonna flip it here and go reverse the genders on this mm-hmm. let's have a 17 year old guy giving a 13 year old girl a naked picture of himself as a goodbye present yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. disgusting yeah it shouldn't it should not have been allowed into this film so i think you can tell to two to two two men but why did they why did they not alarm bells why did they not see i think it's a society it was just a different place i do which is weird it was just 2011 yeah i know but i mean i just still thought this even in the 80s (laughs) yeah it's just it's just indiana jones she was just 15 right Ah, that was the line wasn't it i mean so clearly there's been a progression over time yeah 
Yeah. So, yeah. Remember, Lucas wanted to make her younger than that, right? Ethan brought it up when we did the resties. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. so there's that. Wow. Uh, anybody's best role ever? Uh, no. Not for me. Everybody's really good, but. Yeah, same. Carell's better in Big Short and in Little Miss Sunshine. She's obviously better in La La Land and Poor Things. Yeah, you've got to see that. George. Gosling's better in La La Land. He's better in. Is he better in the Notebook? I like him. In the I think he's better in the Notebook. Yeah, I like him in the Notebook because he gets more to do. He's a bit of a caricature here for yeah, large yeah. parts of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any thoughts? Haven't seen enough films to ever also, comment on this segment. I also like him in Drive. You've seen? Oh, Drive. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good yeah. in that. Hardly, I was listening to my top says a word, but I was listening to my top five Ryan Gosling films when I was talking to Ed yesterday. And my number uh, Drive was my six. Six or seven. Yeah. I said, is it best films or best performances? Because it was best films. Remember the Titans? Yeah. Oh, he's good in that. Yeah, well, it's just like a second film. Yeah, it's like yeah. first film. Like he's yeah. really young in that. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Uh I've got something here like I this. never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. I got five. Five. Ethan did later give me a list, but it was way after, so I got my five. Okie doke. Let's start with this. Um, Steve Carell. Okay, 2011. Steve Carell. That was what, how many years ago? 13. 13, okay. Hmm. 45. 45, Liam? 41. He's 48. Point for George. Wow. He um, looks good, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Ryan Gosling. Ooh. 30. 32. Point and a half for Georgia. He's 30. Oh, well done, Georgia. You're on fire. <laughs> Julianne Moore. Ooh. 45. 48. 50. Oh, Point for Georgia. Georgia. Um, you cannot catch her, but we'll do the last two for fun. <laughs> Even if you got both of them perfect, you'd still lose by half a mark. Yeah. <laughs> Emma Stone. 25. 28. 22. Ooh. I got one right. At least you can whitewash me. <laughs> oh, Marissa Tomei. Oh. Tomei. Mm, 43. 38. 46. Wow, she looks good. She looks amazing. Wow. So Georgia trounces Liam four and a half to one. Well done, you. <laughs> No debate for next week. I won't have to <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's do the. Uh, oh, slight side note. Um, although Hannah is supposed to be twenty four to twenty five in this film, and supposed to be seven to eight years older than Leo Tipton's Jessica, in fact, there's only three days between them. Oh, so there we go. Wowza. Uh, let's do the critics, critics, critics. Seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point four on the IMDb. The good, the bad, and the Ebes. What do we got? Ebes. We've got Peter Travers from the Rolling Stone. He said it's a pleasure to come across the sharply funny and touching, crazy, stupid love. It's a live one with a dream cast that keeps bringing playful surprises. 
Yeah. Um, and we've got Ben Sachs from the Chicago Reader who says, this episodic plot encompasses a series of familiar gags about casual sex and finding your soulmate, few of them delivered with much enthusiasm. And then finally, we have our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. He says, the strength of the movie, however formulaic its structure, is slightly more thoughtful about its characters. It's not deep, mind you, but it considers their problems as more than fodder for comedy. It allows them to have real feelings, even some of that surprise them, and it leaves them with some room for growth. At the end, after as many strands have been brought together as seems possible, I felt an undeniable satisfaction. What do you give it? Three stars? I think so, yeah. And then there was one lady who's the little tagline for her review, which made me laugh, it was Christy Lemire, just says, it never gets crazy or stupid enough to make me f- truly fall in love with it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, quite interesting, no one mentioned the big issue. No. So I, I think it does speak to where society was then and where society is now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Very much so. Uh, so uh, but then when someone brought it up, you're like, yeah, how did we not see this? Yeah. How did we not see this? So there we are. Uh, let's talk about... I put out a fleece. As you're known to do. As I'm known to do. I really am just a collection of sound bites. You really are. I really am. Has half this, this I have a little. I have a little acronym for you about that, but we, yeah. we won't go into it oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It works well for something like this. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 45% great film. 36% good film. So 81% on the beetroot metric. I wonder how many people rewatched it recently. I don't know if it would, so, so I hear you. I don't know if it takes away my overall view and I just go, I wish that wasn't in it. Maybe, so the, yeah. the question is, does it taint the whole film? And for me, I guess I'm making the call going, I really wish it wasn't there. It'll affect the rating, but it doesn't taint the film for me. Right, yeah. Yeah, because the journeys they take me on, both reveals, I'm sitting there going, that's brilliant. The way mm-hmm. they show these characters, brilliant. The fight in the end, brilliant. Oh, did you have to end it that way? Can we do something? I hate that whole last two minutes yeah. of the film. I just... It was like so close. I'm like, it's like a gymnast who does it and then comes off the uneven bars and stumbles. And rather than stick the landing, falls on her face and breaks both arms. Ooh. <laughs> so there we go. That's tough. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, so there's that. What did the, the uh, friends of the podcast have to say, Georgia? Uh, we have got one from Hermes. Yep. Whose thoughts are keeping it concise this week? Meh. Wow. <laughs> Um, then we have a uh, loading response. Apparently the internet doesn't want to work. Give me a second. We have got Reverend Bruce. He says, I don't care for comedies, but this film is truly funny. My favourite scene is when all the men get into a fistfight over the multiple misunderstandings. The name David Lindhagen mispronounces Lindhagen gets a great deal, gets said a great deal in our house. I'll admit the young boy having the hots for his teenage babysitter is creepy and cringy, mm-hmm. but wow, not that I plan to be one, but any film that uses the word cuckold, I'm all in. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> and happy Ash Wednesday to you, Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, we've got one from Richard, who says... Oh, hang on. I think he's going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's good. I like it. Watch this while making a chili and getting drunk, so finding it hard to form coherent thoughts. But here are some random drunken musings I had about the film. Carell and Gosling are dynamite together. Everything else is just fine. Comedy is not Julianne Moore's strength. Unfortunate. Really great, funny, farcical climax when all parties come together at the house. Shame the film goes on for another 20 minutes. Eighth grade graduation? Give me a fucking break. Don't think the photo sting has aged... Don't think the photo sting has aged poorly. I think it's... 
it was pretty weird when it came out and still is pulling a Liam and putting myself in the film and trying to think about how I would have reacted to that at that age you probably wouldn't have seen me for at least a week and a half (laughs) (laughs) I would like to point out there's an expression from earlier in the thing that you laughed a lot that we could refer to there the the typing in uh, this and the grammar and the use of capital letters is very much this I think he typed this these are just his notes while he was watching getting drunk it's quite funny to read oh well done Okay, thank you very much. That's brilliant. I love what I called that. Yeah. <laughs> the curmudgeon liked the film. Um, there we are. Uh, only one thing from our fledgling fandom. It's from our friends over at Shoot the Flick who said, my wife showed it to me for the first time a while ago and I fell in love with the charm. Everything about it was fun and the actors were perfect. So there we go. Uh, now it's time for our, oh, if you like this film or episode, you'll like, if you like Steve Carell and different sorts of things, Little Miss Sunshine first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never well written, well crafted sort of uh, film with, with with a great climax. Uh, it's also, the reason why it's still our number one movie. Yeah. Also, The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of moving pieces in that one. Isn't a lot of moving pieces. Easy A. Easy A is a good a good. If you liked the way that uh, uh, Emma Stone was in this film, I'd like to watch that again. Easy A. Point. Super bad. Mm-hmm. Both 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 good shouts. La La Land. Uh, La La Land, yeah, see Gosling and her together. They've done three films together. Have they? And the, the, the design was, she said at one point, she wanted to do as many films as possible with him so they could be one of the all-time great cinematic pairings like Hepburn and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, whatever his name was. That's not about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cary Grant. I like Cary Grant. Yeah. So, there's that. Now it's time for our ratings. Our ratings where... I'm very curious where those are going to end up. Uh, should we start with Ethan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I got some thoughts from the Gremlin Boy and the film he chose. Gremlin Boy. (laughs) This week he's a Gremlin Boy. Uh, Here we are. Kachow, kachow. I'm going to read. If he puts things in capitals, I will emphasize. Okay. I really enjoy this film. It's quick, funny, and, is, uh, and has create dynamics. I think it means great. Between multiple characters, Gosling and Carell have an ever-changing kinship, which makes the reveal later on equal parts hilarious and horrific. Julianne Moore and Marissa Tomei are great on screen, albeit slightly cartoonish, written with Tomei facing it the worst, uh, though her existence is to be a showcase of Cal's reckless behavior and acting out causing similar hurt. Robbie and Je- it's in quotes. Did you steal that from somewhere? Uh, Robbie and Jessica's story is very true to a life of having kids having crushes on people older than them and not understanding why things can't work out. Equally shown with Jessica having a crush on Cal and again being too naive to understand why things can't be how she wants. However, <laughs> Jessica giving Robbie her nude photo should not have happened and is just weird and gross. Why, why, why? <laughs> I had a number in my head, but the more I think about that weird nude gift being how you end the film, it's, I'm docking off a point. So I'm giving this seven Marissa Tomei breakdowns out of ten. Ooh. So Ethan goes seven. Uh, Liam? Uh, yes, I found this a really good film uh, I'd never seen before. I really enjoyed the storyline of Cal and Jacob and what ensued that way. I, like Ethan, and like we've said on the pod, I really, really did not like the the young lad's story arc with um, the babysitter. Why they ended it with her giving him, at such a young age, these, these photos is just beyond me. Then and now. Um, but that shocker of a second reveal, that twist, my God, blew me away. Uh 
Does the photos taint it? Yes, for me a little bit. Will it stop me watching it again? No, but I'll be like, ugh. They didn't quite hit the mark. This could have been a really, really good film. Uh, and it's just shy of that because of that. So I'm going to give this seven and a half inappropriate naked photos <laughs> that shouldn't have ever been an ending out of ten. All right. <laughs> Georgia, what, three and a half? No, I'm struggling with this because the more I you we spoke about it, and I say we spoke about it, the more you spoke about it, the more I'm like, I get it, I like it, I want to like this film. But when I watched it, I didn't experience that. So I'm really struggling on where to rate this. Because, yeah, no, but but then I remember when I was watching was watching it i was crying at the end of it so obviously it did affect me in some way but i don't i genuinely have no idea where to place this because i can't decipher between when i literally finished watching it what i would have given it what i would have given it before we started recording and what i want to give it like in this moment none of those numbers are the same in fact they're all quite drastically different Average them out. Well, we do give the opportunity at the end of the year to raise one or lower one. Yeah, but I don't know if I would have watched it again in that time. I, don't, well, just, I, just, I, I never watched the film again. I just think things on it. Uh, yeah, time, yeah. You, you where put, where do I sit on it? I would have got some distance. Yeah. yeah. So I became much more um, evangelical, if you will, about my endorsement of Whiplash after a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Kept thinking about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need that. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, okay, for now, I'm just going to... Um, do, 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 I don't know. Oh, I'm going to just go with a nice kind of averaging weird mint chop chip ice creams. Oh, that light threw me. Uh, six and a half. Wow, that's more than I expected. I was ready to write six. So, yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. Uh, I really like this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I disagree with that, with, with that end part. But let's not sit here and act like... Uh, oh, that sounds too harsh. I would watch it again. Let's not... It's, it, it, these are fictional characters for things that don't really happen, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. a girl did not really give a young no, man no, no, a, no, no, a no. card. Yeah, no yeah. crimes were committed against no. the actor or anything of that nature. No, we no, just no. sit here and go, oh, if, if it was a written, if it was a written, if it was a book, you might go, oh, I don't really agree with that. But if it's film, it's, it's something different happens for some reason sometimes. And we go a little bit more with it. Maybe because it's visual, because we present ourselves in it. I don't know what it is. But this is just a fictional act and a fictional character. I don't agree with that anymore. Now, the, the, part, the problem is that it's presented as a good thing, a good idea, a good outcome for the kid. Yeah. I disagree with that. Let me just ca- categorically put that to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is bad or dishonorable, whatever it is you want to call it. Okay. The film's well written. Very well written. Film's well shot. In places, yeah. Film's well, film's well acted. I'll say the film was structured that if we don't, yeah, it, yeah, there's yeah. one mistake. I'm just like, I wish you hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. but that's the a big mistake. Film was well. Hey, we got resties for a reason. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's well written. It's well structured. It's well shot. It's well acted. Uh, it gave me not one but two. Oh my god! Reveals. Mm. I am lowering it from where I had it, but I had it really high. So I'm going to finish by calling this. 
uh, eight and a half times I've used my super massage chair in my garage out of ten. Yeah. I was eight, eight and a half all the way. I was up over nine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I was nine or nine and a half, but I was up over nine. Because I was sitting there going, this is exactly my point. This type of film could be the best film ever. This yeah. is, Yes, it's not. We're not sitting here talking about, you know, crime because your dad's mentally ill. It's not no, that kind no, of a no, film. No, 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 but no. this kind of film can be, just like yeah. Terminator 2 can be. Just yes. like, you know, it's so not agree, limited to just those weird Oscar-y, hoity-toity films. And, I was, and then you had part like, yeah, I know. You've given every critic of the film this, but what about this? <laughs> and that's my problem with it. Yeah. Is you've opened yourself up to that question and yeah, you almost ran a perfect run and you yeah. just stumbled at the finish line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Where the Patreon go? The Patreon averaged out at six point three. Oh really? Mm-hmm. All right. oh. So I'm the highest on this one. Um Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, so I think when it comes out in the wash, we'll be looking at hmm, somewhere just over the rainbow. Probably about 7.2. Yeah. 7.2 feels about right. So below a patch of blue, but above the Robin Williams films. Yeah. Which I'm actually okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, I think it's a better film than a patch of blue, but if you told me that people are like, a patch of blue is a better movie, it's fine. Lego movie, surprisingly. I'm like, uh, but I get it for what it did and the tonal shift, and it's got kind of a neat thing there. But, yeah, mm-hmm. there's that. So thanks a lot, Ethan, for bringing it and not bringing yourself. <laughs> Jeez. i got an idea for two weeks from now, which I'll talk to you guys off mic about. Oh, yeah. Cool. Go back to our roots. Oh. Yeah. If you like this film or episode, we said it already. So now it's just time to promo. I think we're going to see the Iron Claw on Wednesday. Is that right? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, Iron Claw. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, so I'm looking forward to that. So expect to see it or skip it on it probably on Friday. I'm looking forward to that. And then what are we doing next week? Next week, we're being joined by BFF of the BFE, Juline, 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 Juline. And she's bringing us a story of her, uh, of her, her hometown. Ooh. The concrete jungle where dreams are made of, where there's nothing you can't do when you're in New York, but a specific part of New York, because New York has boroughs, and this borough is it's the Bronx, the Bronx. <laughs> and a story from the Bronx, you might as well just call that a Bronx tale, is the name of the film, Ooh. a Bronx tale, the directorial debut of Robert De Niro. Really? Yeah. Wow. Written, that other guy. Written, nope. Written by Chaz Palmolteri. That do sound familiar. So, uh, actually, it's like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So, Julian's making up for, like, some of the lower... She's making up for Boondock Saints. <laughs> I like Boondock Saints. Hey, I did not want... I'm with you, Julian. It was not my vote for worst film of the year. <laughs> I voted Spice World. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, I did not get anybody to join me on that ledge. Um, so, next week, we are doing very New York. Um, we're doing a, a Bronx town. Now, it will be difficult to find, again... You want a hot dog? So I'm going to be getting out my old Google machine, I think, my, my, my VPN and changing my, my nation so I can find it. But, yeah. That uh, might be one I have to watch with you then. It might, it might, <laughs> it might, it might be. So that's what we're doing next week. 
That's cool. All right. We all, of course, we want to thank our Patreon backers, starting with the aforementioned Juline, Hermes, James de Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith, Smith. the Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard, Ryan Kuketz, Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler, Scheiberger, Freund, Stu from the Stewart Order podcast, Norfolk Domus, and of course, Kirsty, who for some reason isn't on the, on the walk down for the, the end of show real we'll change that all right if you want to find out how you can join those awesome group of people why not check out the patreon everything we got going on there patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you so please join us next week because we're about to enjoy some super bowl almost a fantasy football Super super bowl sunday here please join us next week though as we tackle the robert de niro directed a Bronx Tale. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And I guess when it comes down to this is whatever side of the bar you landed at, whether you're the side who believes in soulmates or the side who lands on just for tonight, the message of this movie might just be most clearly surmised, surmised, surmised as <laughs> be better than The Gap. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. Please mind the gap. <laughs>